hell was that? Is this true? Ben, please. Is this true? Or are you just trying to sell magazines? I meant every word. Where are you going? I have an interview. Yeah, in Washington. I know. Ben, it's the only place I can go and write what I want to write. No, I'm not buying that. I think you're running away. Why don't you save your mind games for your next bet, okay? I am not running away. Bullshit. And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think what it says in the tin, it's best film ever, my name's Ian. And I guess what we just learned there was how to lose your podcast friends in 160 episodes. <laughs> is, that, is that what I was playing along with? That's what you were laughing the mic though, you gave uh, it up. <laughs> My name's Crawl the Warrior King. <laughs> My name's the Yellow Dress. And I'm Georgia. Yeah, yeah. yeah you really don't want to be Princess Sophia in that yeah, version yeah. of it. <laughs> now nah, we're best from ever, and we're here to talk about episode number 160, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. We're doing well. 10 days isn't that much. No, the 160. Oh, the 160 episodes, yes. 160. Uh, Ethan will be joining us. He's Apparently his Windows update is uh, pushing forward on him. So he says, please start without me. And so we are honoring his wishes. How to lose the internet in 10 days. Yeah, how to lose, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of those things where he turned on his computer. I guess like we're ready to record. I'm sitting there going, if you do this half hour before. <laughs> be prepared. Be prepared. Oh, this is kind of funny. I mean, George just literally walked in 60 seconds yes, ago. Yes, he has. Yeah. <laughs> and, lo- and lucked out we were waiting for Ethan. <laughs> or else we'd have started. Yes, okay. And yeah, I know. You told us to go ahead without you. That's okay. And munching on pizza. Munching on pizza. Yep. Uh, let's go ahead and do some promo stuff. Uh, last week, we did Joe versus the Volcano. Lots of feedback on Joe versus the Volcano. Uh, Friday that just came past, we released Friends, the one where Underdog gets away, the first in the Friends Thanksgiving episodes. And then Friday upcoming, this coming Friday, three days from now, at least from when you're hearing this, we got the BFE off script. Hey. Which we're going to be recording as soon as we're done. We this. don't even know what the we hell have we're We have no idea about. what we said. <laughs> that's it in was our, really interesting. That's mm-hmm. in our future timeline. Um, so we want to thank, uh, but tell you what's not in the future timeline, you don't get much more present than this. And present's another word for a gift. And who's more of a gift than our Patreon backers? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. We got Julene. Oh, yeah. Hermes. Come on. James DeGuzman. Yeah. Lena Oberholzer. All right. Anthony and Ian Davies. That's what I'm Chris Peterson. Yeah. Randall, what's your handle? Silva. Yeah. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. The Yeatmeister. Right. Reverend Bruce. Come on. Nate the Great. That's what I'm Andy about. Dixon. Yeah. Holly Callen. All right. Cheesy. With a fish on a bike. Richard Ooh. and the cool cat himself. Ryan Kukets. That's right. There we go. <laughs> uh, wanna, if, in, in all sincerity, thank you so much. You yeah, help us keep the lights you. on. Um, it's it's we get, it's just a, if you if, if you're out there and you're going well, what I hear a lot of these names. What's going on? I'm just gonna say Patreon.com/slash/bfe. You can get them for as little as three pounds a month. It helps support the podcast. If you do like it, it does help us. 
uh, sort of pay for our hosting bills and all those sorts of things we, we have to do to keep a podcast going. And also get you access to, amongst other things, we've got a wonderful little group chat going on in, on the whole Twitter sphere, and that's always a lot of fun to be a part of. Which so, I just jump in and out of when I see it. When you remember what Twitter is. What's this bird <laughs> on my computer again? All right. I'm going <laughs> to... Why is there a number 74 beside it? <laughs> oh, that's, that's notifications. How do I clear them all once? <laughs> I generally only see them every now and again, and I go, ooh, ooh I'll go. respond to that. <laughs> Let's do some reflections and corrections, shall we? And we will start with Joe versus the volcano, which, I mean, I've clipped a lot of stuff from that episode. For it was, It's fun. It's fun. Max brings a good energy to the group, you know she what does, I mean? Like, does. it's good times. Uh, but the numbers have been slow. Oh. Well, if you recall, we had almost no engagement from the Twitter. Yeah. And we had almost no we had zero engagement from the from from the Patreon backers. The first time since we've given them the power, they went, nah, we're no, good. We're good. <laughs> no, thanks. You guys do this. <laughs> BFE versus the numbers. That's right. Uh, so, I mean, it's slow. I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be uh slow in the same uh vein as we kind of expected it though didn't we it's not a film a tom hanks film that people know it's interesting when you see if how people vote when we give them the four options yeah that pretty much gives you an idea for the most part of how well it's going to do yeah yeah, yeah. and so when no one responded to like yeah it just seems to be one of those hidden things that people don't see it's weird for me to think it's like it's people's blind spot i've known about this forever yeah yeah. well uh, it's if we had that sort of numbers on uh, and that response for Sleeps in Seattle, I'd be concerned. Yeah, yeah I think Sleeps in Seattle is a much more highly regarded film. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Joe vs. the Volcano, I only, you know, if I was going through Tom Hanks films, I'd have never remembered that. Do you know what I mean? It's not one on my radar that I'd gone, I've seen it a long, long time ago, but I would have never have gone. Let's call Space Bed. The only reason why it would get on the pod is if we were doing all three. Which yeah, is what, which yeah, what we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet, do in chronological order. Can you imagine if you left that one to last? Oh. Don't wrong. It's a nice little film. But, yeah, you don't want to do that <laughs> after you do the other two. No. No, 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 no. Um, Carlos says, and I want to give Carlos a shout because uh, this is how Carlos and I met. It's, it's our origin story, if you will. So here we go. <laughs> Carlos says, I don't think I got this in in time. Sad face. But this was the film that united us, in quotes, united. Laughy face. Ian recommended to me a couple of years ago, and I loved it. Quirky, surreal, but with a lot of heart and depth to it. Uh, he said a little bit more in a second, but I'm going to go with Nostalgia Cast jumped in and said, we need more conversations about luggage. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for, man. We're here uh, for, you know, what's that tangent? David from Scriptical said he had an idea for an alternate ending when they're on the, the, uh, the steamer chest at the end of the movie. The camera zooms in and Patricia has a lightning bolt tattoo. Hey, there's no reason why that couldn't have worked. Something like that. Yeah. I don't suppose an alternate ending is just a little bit of uh, extra doodah. A little yeah. bit of mise-en-scene you would add it to it. Yeah. Hmm. Carlo's back and he continues. I have to admit, I found it funny how literal some of you are taking the film when it's not supposed to be. I mean, of course, luggage won't keep you alive in a typhoon. Of course, you won't meet three Meg Ryans to fall in love with. Of course, the moon is not gigantic. Laughy face. The <laughs> film's meant to play like a fairy tale, a fable. It even opens and ends as such. So all these whimsical and fantastical elements don't have to conform to in real life. The film exists in a more surreal plane where the symbolism and the meaning of things has more importance than real life logistics. One where the volcano's representation of fate as a bad, pointless, dead-end job, a terminal illness, or an actual volcano. And I went, okay. And then I said, am I one of the ones who was like, am I one of the guilty party? And he went, no. 
<laughs> so uh, it's I, probably me. I'm going to assume it's and the two me. of you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but that's not what I got from it. So yep. that's, that's the that's thing. So I, read it, I, I read it? that, and I'm like, I didn't get to where, where Carlo went to. No. Like reading it on this surreal plane where everything was a metaphor. I still took it as literal, but literal like thanks that, to a thanks to a dream sequence because I, 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 I don't read films that way. I'm incapable of it. I, I don't, and I think if I'd have been if I'd have heard Carlo say that at the time, and we watched it, I'd go, oh, okay, that makes a makes a little bit more sense. Where I was looking at it as a literal, you know, film as you know, why would you do that? That wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen. Ugh. I so, like yeah. that though, Carlo. Yeah, that's good. Enjoyed that. I wish I'd have watched it with that vein of uh, thinking. Yeah, it would have changed me at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was the, I mean, a guy who's into bravery and that trudging to work, and the last thing he has to do is jump into liquid fire when his backstory is a fireman, <laughs> which we saw no... Yeah, I'm, yeah, it's just an interesting take on it. Um, anyway, let's move on. The Resties. Uh, Dwayne Smith... Dwayne Smith goes, I tried to put together a list a few times, but eventually gave up. I think Liam's picks would have been good hunting ground. I think he means your picks of movies, not what the picks you made at the end of it. Oh, okay. But I haven't seen any of them. Ultimately, my entire list would have consisted of Jurassic World. Although it seems someone did go that same route with Avatar. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and with, and with. About, uh, time. about time. About yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, more Dwayne and Smith. And Encanto. <laughs> more Dwayne Smith, who says, I can't believe you guys hated on Encanto so much. I'll admit I've seen a disproportionate amount of time sharing a house of an eight-year-old, but I love that film. Uh, I would say this, Dwayne. Go back, watch that first song, and you tell me you can make out what she's saying. Yeah. If you tell me you can make out you lyrically what now. she is saying, <laughs> based on can you hear it, not have you memorized it. There we go. There's a challenge. If, you've got, if you can really hear that, get back to me, because it's just, it's just a failure in sound mixing. And he continues, and more, yet more disrespect towards Scrooge. Not cool, guys. Just not cool. Hey, maybe I'll be visited by three Bill Murray spirits. Who knows? Who knows, indeed. Maybe three Dwayne Smith spirits. On that note, though, George, I don't know if you have an ab- available to you. Mm-hmm. We did put some polls up for the resties that were still up for grabs. Uh, yeah, let me find them. So while you're doing that, I'm going to go back and do a little bit more on Spice World. Hey, we're still New- talking about Spice World. Newfoundland's finest, Step Taylor. Things take a while to get to Newfoundland if you're in Canada. <laughs> Kind of hits everywhere else first. Just had a premiere. You delay a bit. Yeah, I think it's just, it's just come out of cinema. Just seen it. Step Taylor says, "You know, you're reviewing a special film when two podcasters say their favorite performance was due to having the best outfits." <laughs> I refuse to watch this, but you seem to have fun watching a bunch of a batch of commercial nonsense. Ian comparing this to Spinal Tap is grounds for imprisonment. Just finished the episode and learned that Georgia ranks Spice World over Spinal Tap. If Ian's in prison, Georgia's in solitary confinement watching Train Spotting. <laughs> No. Talking about imprisonment, you know where we talked about um, Gary Glitter's song being used in the film? Yep. He's only just been released, hasn't he? Has he? I don't know. This this. week, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He only served half his sentence. Wow. And people are like, he's in a halfway house or something, and these people are outside campaigning to get him back into prison. Really? Yeah. All right, yeah. How weird is that? That is definitely weird. I think we'll be joined by Ethan's dulcet tones. I think maybe he's got this figured out. Oh, Ethan. Woo! You're not going to believe. Hang on, you're right. You're not going to believe this, but mostly because I haven't plugged it into the computer yet. One second. <laughs> um, so, uh, Georgia, how are we doing on those resties? I'm trying to find them. They've disappeared. All right, that's okay, we'll... smooth. Live, live, <laughs> live recording. Uh, Ethan, I'm thinking I probably have you through the through the proper channels now. What you got? Yeah, it's that everything doesn't sound like I'm underwater anymore. No, it sounds not. Good. You're fine. Oh, good. Am I not robotic either? That was that was my other fear. 
No, 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 no more than usual. Yeah. I mean, your your logic and content continue to be stolen from the internet, but your oh. voice sounds human enough. I'm just sorry that, that if it was not that he's so wacky, Ethan would be like what they call in gaming a non-playable character. He'd be oh, an NPC. No. NPC. He's the NPC of the BFE. <laughs> oh, that makes me sad. <laughs> you know what I had show. to do <laughs> to get this to get the internet to work again? Do you remember like three or four weeks ago? You just, when t- I went, you just changed the cable I, around? I had to switch two plugs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, instead of two cables, two plugs. Yeah. Wow. I don't I I I wish I knew. <laughs> Indeed. All right. I'm going to keep going here. Uh, this is, yeah, I see George's hand. I'm going to finish okay. this thought from Step Taylor. I'm going to throw it back to her because she's still eating a piece of pizza, by the no, way. No. You were. <laughs> it goes life. So Step Taylor continues about making Georgia watch train spotting. Life is hard. Taste is seemingly impossible. Ian's rating seems the most reasonable for this puff piece of extravaganza or this puff piece extravaganza. Uh, so now here's where I am with Georgia. What do we have for the resties? Because we had a few ties that we had to settle up. We, we did. did, yeah. So this we, would be the resties that waited 33 hours to update, and as a result, the download numbers were way lower than they should have been. And I've been fighting with Podbean going, oh, was there even 48 hours? I'm like, that is not what we pay you money for. No. no. Go ahead. Okay, so worst villain is officially Seth MacFarlane from Logan Lucky. I think for the other ones, <laughs> if we could load it by a little bit of intrigue. Let's say what the finalists were. Oh, okay. And then we can decide. <laughs> It'd be like if we went to the Oscars and went best actors. Yeah. Well, Francis McDermott just throw the off It's yours. We're it's recording yours. two episodes tonight. We are, we're already running I'm, a little bit late. I'm not talking about five minutes per go. Be. I'm just saying just list the two finalists and then say who won it. There's not two. There's four. Okay, give me the four finalists. Uh, uh, the captain from Crimson Ties. Wait, what, what's, the, what's, what's the category? Records. Worst villain. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> remember when she came in and I said, are we getting grumpy? Be Georgia, yeah, yeah. she went, no, I don't think so. <laughs> As you were. And Seth MacFarlane from Logan Lucky in joint second place was Brother from Get Out and Rex Manning from Empire Records. But winning it was Seth MacFarlane from Logan Lucky. Which, Woo! This is the 12th Ian win on this year's <laughs> Resties Awards. Zig Streaky continues. You can catch the Resties by scrolling up. On your podcast catcher, because Podbean decided to wait two days to release it. Congratulations to Seth MacFarlane. Now accepting Seth MacFarlane in his Brian Griffin voice. Shut up, Peter. All right, there we go. The next one is for the worst song or theme. And in that category was We Don't Talk About Bruno and Canto, Beautiful Girl from Singing in the Rain, Men in Black, which I just like to preface it with, got no votes. Um, and then BBC One, Two, Three, Four from Austin Powers. Ming T, yeah, I think I like it's going to be Bruno because it's, a, it's the highest profile of, of the songs. Yeah. In joint second place, we have Beautiful Girl from Singing in the Rain and BBC One, Two, Three, Four. But winning it with 55% well was We Don't Talk About Bruno from Encanto. Thank God for that. <laughs> Here we go. Encanto is picking up its record-setting 24th resty of the award uh, <laughs> season. I believe this was an Ethan pick. In- <laughs> yep. Uh, worst therapy session, the options were whiplash or bullets. Oh, hang on. If, this, uh, if anybody is from our listenership, because you guys don't pay attention, but our listenership uh, should, <laughs> if this is not bullet, I don't know what to do with myself. You're all right then, because it's bullet. Hey. Well done, Ian. <laughs> 66 33, though, so it's like, you know. Double. <laughs> yeah, but it's still a third. Still a third of people. Uh, all right. <sighs> Worst series covered, Obi-Wan Moon Knight. 
Uh, I'm going, I going to, to think, Obi-Wan. I'm going to think Moon Knight's so different than we give it to Moon Knight. Yeah. Uh, Ethan's right. 75% went with Obi-Wan. Oh, oh. Yeah, people that's did like, not like that show. It's like a quarter. <laughs> So you're going to get Grumpy Georgia if you take the piss. <laughs> right, worst plot hole. Hang on, hang on. When you sat down, were you aware what podcast you were joining for the night? <laughs> yeah, I used to quite this ruthless quite so early on. Worst plot hole. Oh, okay. If this is not mine, I riot. That's all I got to say. <laughs> You've said that for every No, word. but this one especially. <laughs> The options were Jurassic World, all of it, uh, About Time, The Last Trip Back, Back, Black Panther, The Challenge, and Slumdog Millionaire, The Questions. Uh, We're in third place with 12.5 of the vote. Uh, We got Black Panther, The Challenge. That was a good pick. In second place with 37.5% of the vote, About Time, The Last Trip Back. What? Winning this vote was Jurassic World, all of it. No one likes uh, Jurassic World. Okay, let's hope we're doing the no podcast just as well. <laughs> Ian's gone. People, people, like, what, are you, what are you doing? It's okay not to be the voice of the people sometimes. I'm the voice of reason. I'm okay. Jeez. <laughs> there is no reason now. There's no reason now. <laughs> up, is, up is down, down is up. <laughs> Next one was A million script. monkeys typing in a room will eventually come up with Hamlet. And eventually somewhere they're going to realize... Hey, remember the one singular plot we said? Watch for one moment. Okay, Jurassic World, terrible movie. I'll acknowledge that. But let's remember, they looked at the whole movie saying the one thing you can't do is go back across your own timeline when kids are involved. You can't. Because you can mess everything up. Yes. And then Bill Nye kind of shrugs his shoulders and goes, well, maybe just this one time. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was being a rebel. So at this point, then, it's not the last time he can ever go back and see his dad because you can do it wherever you want as long as you don't change anything. Yeah. <laughs> Are you quite finished? All around you. Say <laughs> worst script. The options were Jurassic World, Empire Records, Logan Lucky, Avatar, and it is a still a three way tie between Jurassic World, Avatar, and Empire. Okay, Records. I think we call that for what it is: a three way tie. Yeah, three way yeah. tie. Yep. All right, there we go. We've still got Wait, three Jurassic more. Park. Oh, we're still four, three more. Four more. Four more. Here we go. That's why I was trying to get through them quickly. <laughs> da, 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 da. Ba-da, ba-da. And now here to present the next set of awards. It's Georgia. Worst special effects. The options. Oh, are... I know. I hate a movie with worst special effects. <laughs> Air Force One, Black Panther, oh, okay. Murder on the Orient Express, and Austin Powers. Help me, people. Tell me you came through here. Uh, in joint third place was Murder on the Orient Express and Austin Powers. In second place was Black Panther. Hey. And winning was Air Force One. The PlayStation 2 game cutscene. <laughs> that truly was terrible. That was bad. Uh, worst supporting actress. The options were Michelle Pfeiffer and Estelle Parsons. With 66.7% of the wor- vote, the worst supporting actress is Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> That's it. I quit. <laughs> That's going to be George and Ethan. <laughs> I'm sorry, Michelle. Hey, we, we said how to lose a podcast in 10 days. Here we go. <laughs> uh, worst actor. The options were Chris Pratt, Toby Maguire, uh, Mel Gibson, and Steve McQueen. Um, I still can't believe you want Mel Gibson. <laughs> okay, let's find out. Joint third place was Toby Maguire and Chris Pratt. Second place, Mel Gibson. They're voting him as worst person. That's what they're doing there. <laughs> and winning the vote was Steve McQueen. Incredible. If you had done this me. podcast back in the 70s, <laughs> they'd think we were witches. <laughs> 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 <What is> th- <laughs> 
Then you really wouldn't have three people. It'd just be us walking around holding the stereo above our head, like, say anything. Imagine walking around somewhere, like, around town, with a phone against your ear, talking yeah. to somebody. You, yeah. They didn't really think it was nuts. They think you were, well, they wouldn't know it was a phone. They'd think it was a brick or something like that. Yeah. Worst set design, it went to, it was between Bullet and Scrooge, it went to Bullet. Wait, Bullet, the thing that was shot on 100% on real sets? Yeah. Yep. 88.9% of the vote went to Bullet. But I guess, I, I think what people are doing, they're picking things they don't like, and Bullet was a film they don't like. So. Especially because we thought against what? Scrooge. Yeah, that was a, that was a Scrooge uh, therapy vote there. Yeah. All right, thank you very much. Uh, let's One last thing. Uh, Russell heard through the grapevine that Robert Osborne had to leave Twitter due to an argument with Elon Musk. So that was <laughs> nice. uh, We'll do some shout-outs here quickly. We've got a shout-out to new listener Tom. Who got a hold of us this week and said, it's hard to keep up with my podcast. We've had to make some decisions. Some just had to go so I could make room for the BFE. Welcome to my podcast family. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, We want to say a big shout out to Vern from Pivot Cinema Recall, Step Taylor, for sending me a recipe for Newfoundland dressing, which is uh, his way to make sure I don't make homemade uh, store-bought stuffing anymore. Oh, okay. So there we go. I will nice. try that out at a future yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. I'm not just going to make stuffing for the sake of making stuffing, but if I'm making something where stuffing will be an adjacent side dish, yeah. I will try that out and feed back. <laughs> feed. Feed. Nice. Um, Ray from Being Bookish for the love. Sci-Fi Remnant for all the love. Stu World Order Podcast for the love. Uh, Carlo and his great show, The Movie Loop. Yeah. 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 Ethan and I have been um, guests on that one at different points. Yeah. Uh, Kev from the podcast that wouldn't die. Happiest man in podcasting. Josh from next favorite movie. Thanks for all the love. Uh, Russell, and I wish Georgia was here for this, but she's gotten up for a moment. Uh, Russell wants to know if we still have plans to do the Nick Cage roundtable. I don't, what happened? Nick Cage, you're going to do one. And then yeah. Bruce Willis got sick and we put it to a Patreon vote. Yeah. And then yeah. we've, we're going to do the next one to a Patreon vote, but we got, then Prince, then sorry, the queen died. And we said we were going to yeah. do the royal roundtable. And then things kind of just got stuck in the mud. <laughs> and I think part of that's because we didn't get a whole lot of lists from people. No. And then I think we kind of ran a bit of steam there. So I think uh, when we're done this, I'll talk to the group and see if the Royal Roundtable is the next one, if we just go ahead and do it. And then at some point, we'll put it up to the Patreon again and say, here's our short list. What do you guys want a roundtable on? I think eventually we'll get around to Nicolas Cage. Yeah, it made the most sense when his movie was out. Yeah, the yeah. movie that was about his movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That made sense. I'm not opposed to it. Coronation, because I was going to say that might work for Royal Roundtable. Yeah, it could work then. Coronation. It's June, isn't it? Yeah. April, May, June. I just said three months. You have. Uh, I know we were talking about. I know we were talking about it because we're having to add an extra Monday off of work, and unfortunately, if you teach, um, every everything in in England seems to be a long weekend that you get Monday off for, and so the sixth of May. Yeah, they've given a day in lieu uh, on the Monday. So oh, have they? If you... So if you uh, work a Monday? Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll give you the day or they'll pay you the extra, whatever the case might be. Oh. So the problem being that if you teach, let's say, for instance, I teach a one-year 11 group, I teach them double film studies every Monday. Mm-hmm. So, like, they have two of their three lessons in the week oh. on the Monday. Oh. So if I lose, like, three or four Mondays in the next two months, which I will... I'm losing eight hours of film studies. Whereas the other group, as the second group, they don't have any Monday lessons. Oh, so they're nice. not missing anything. So yeah, it really yeah. is inequitable. So I've had to pitch, can we do like where we're off on the Monday, but we treat it like it's a Tuesday, and then we come back on the Tuesday, but the lessons are on Monday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that at least it's not the same lessons all the time? That, that sounds better. And to their credit, they went, that sounds like a reasonable request. I went, yes, yeah, so I'm, not, I'm not exactly an idiot. <laughs> Close. 
But not exactly. No. So we're talking about the real roundtable, Georgia. Okay, cool. Last time we had one, it was going to be the Royal Roundtable. I think Ethan's just made a, a kind of pitch for us to, to pivot that until May. And that would give us the opportunity the if we wanted to yeah, do yeah, a yeah. different r- real roundtable in the interim. Oh, okay. Which I think, we've been a while since we've done a real roundtable for sure. Uh-huh. Technically, with the resties and besties count, but they're not in their usual sense. No. No. So, yeah. I know we talked about one of those Marvel ones at some point, because I think you said it's 15 years this year. and Yeah, I do want to do one. We'll figure yeah. out probably when the 15-year anniversary of Iron Man is. That makes the most sense. Yeah. But at some point this year, we will yeah. do an MCU roundtable. That was the biggest yeah. first one, wasn't it? That was the, f- the first one. movie of, at least at the time, of the MCU. They've tried to retcon the Sony films in. I still don't really buy it. No, me either. Um, so as far uh, as that... end of May, so annoyingly the same month that you were looking for a royal roundtable. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So maybe... maybe I know phase, phase five starts in like a month, I think, something like that. Maybe we'll start looking for yeah. votes from people in yeah. May at the 15th and we can do it in June or July because Marvel's good is good summertime fun anyway isn't it yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's take a look here then at some other stuff Andy Dixon just wanted to say hey it was, it's been a year since he's been listening to us a year oh. ago he had COVID Whoa. was in isolation asked for podcast recommendation the BFE responded must have been one of those days you were on the Twitter Liam <laughs> <laughs> and I've been hooked ever since See, there we are. Oh, my job is done. And then we had the gift of the week, and it was luggage. Luggage. Yeah. And we had some really, really good ones. Um, we had uh, two duplicates, bless them. Oh, oh no. Or was it one duplicate? I don't know. We had a great one. Uh, Too Ian, much luggage. Ian Davies did one. It was a dog putting himself in like a suitcase and then like letting the top fall down <laughs> on himself. And I was like, that's a contender. And then Carlo did the exact same one with two oh. days to go. Oh. Um, other people who put things in Josh next favorite movie, uh, Russell the Postie, uh, Hermes, Chris Peterson, David from Scriptical, and Andy Dixon. Uh, if I had to go three, two, one, I will go. Uh, I'll go third place uh, to Hermes, who did a Mister Garrison South Park reference, <laughs> saying he had a lot of baggage. Uh, <laughs> second place, I'm going to give to the two who tied. You're not going to win, yeah, yeah. but it was really, really cute. Oh, no, hang on. Oh, shoot. Oh, no, no, I'm going to disqualify you guys. You guys don't get anything on the podium because <laughs> I've overlooked second. Second is Josh, my next favorite movie, who I thought was going to win for sure. It's the scene from Friends where Ross and Chandler go off to the spa for the weekend. Okay. And <laughs> yeah. Ross steals everything from the room, and as he leaves, it, oh, the bag opens, yeah. and it all comes spilling out. <laughs> and I was going to, like, what could beat that? I got sent the best. It, it was a gift I didn't know, but I could find enough stuff out that i was able to look up the original source and uh it was a bunch of suitcases singing in like animated well not animated in like puppet form yeah and there's some people behind them singing and if you look off to the side it was it was uh, tom hanks oh it's the snl thing there's an snl sketch from a couple months ago all about singing luggage sorry so I went back to the original, and you're not going to believe this. It's an SNL sketch. Sorry. <laughs> Where a bunch of guys are at AA, and they asked this one guy if he'll share with the group. And he goes, fine. And he just totally disregards the meeting for being in an AA. He just pitches his new Pixar movie. And it's all about luggage. And you know what? It could totally work. It could totally work. And then Tom Hanks stumbles in at the end, and they have his big song. And so that's my win. That's going to David from Scriptical. Well done. He's got two wins in the last three, I think. So well done. Yeah, well done. On that. And, uh, I've got to pack my luggage soon. You do. 
you do. Yeah, we talk more about that on the uh, feed, but yeah. Getting, <laughs> a little bit ready. of scripting for the off script. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> no, a jumping off point. A jumping off point. So, oh, we're uh, all in travel mode. Why not give us uh, a review? for our own very jumping off point with yeah. Apple and Spotify, so at least they know that we're out there somewhere when Podbean <laughs> doesn't push us through. I hear five stars is the magic number. Five is the magic number. Can we talk about this for a couple of minutes? Go for it. My Christmas tree is still up. What? I have been meaning to talk about this for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yes, and You're do you know something alive? else? I check in on it every time I come over. Around your um, estate, right, there yep. are people still got a tree out with lights on. Well, clearly they can and see my giant tree from the I window. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's are, like two feet tall. <laughs> there's, like, there's like two other people who's got their Christmas decorations still up outside. How cool is that? Ian's is a magical Christmas tree, though. It, it is a magical Christmas tree. It's starting to dim a little, but it is. it's still there. Still yeah, there. I put a pair of double A's in this uh, battery pack for the lights on Christmas Eve when I put it up. Mm-hmm. And last year, it lasted about, I don't know, like 12, 14, 16 days. Yep. These aren't great batteries. These are just Tesco brand batteries. And they're doing well. And it's February the 4th, I think, is we 5th, as we sit here? Yeah, 5th sounds right. February 5th. Yeah, 5th. And, uh... And they're still on, so I will leave them on until they die. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, I just wanted to draw a little attention to that because I made a big deal of it when I when we did the Christmas episode, and thought I should probably talk about it. I was meant to say to you when we, when I came in that I'd seen the other Christmas tree with lights yeah. on, but I think that's mains lights. Where this isn't, this is battery lights. Yeah. Oh yeah, just battery lights. Like it's not. Um, um, yeah, it's not plugged into the tr- into the wall at all. No. No. It's just uh, how long I have from a couple of double A's. It is impressive. Next year, definitely longer than last year. Next year, I'll put it up on December first. Now that I know it, it won't die before Christmas. <laughs> next year, I'll put up. Maybe I'll try, try energizers Duracell. or Duracells yeah, yeah, yeah. or something or and do like a little. Go Duracell hear me out. You could turn the lights off and back on again. Where's the and fun in again? that? No, because this is like a conversation piece every yeah. year. Well, I know, but like if you were worried that they might go out, I could like con- I could like write into one of those like what is it, witch who determined like yeah. what the best, well, the best power. Yeah, yeah it was like a five year study I did. <laughs> so there we are tesco's held their own um georgia i've also got this in my notes we received a note from listener of the podcast uh zav juliana yeah. i believe it was is a surname uh wanting you to talk about defibrillators yeah you sent me this i was really quite intrigued by it. i don't even remember what i spoke about defibrillators it must have been something recently. to do with must have been something to do with your lifeguarding stuff Maybe, yeah. Well, yes, yeah. Well, I, I think you kind of wanted my history with them, why I know about them. It was like, because I've done first aid since I was about 10 years old. Um, so when defibs were first made mainstream, it was when I was still doing quite regular first aid training. Um, so was taught how to use one at probably 12, 13 years old. Um, I mean, uh, like literally smart gorillas can use them. They're very, very intuitive. Anyone can use a defib if they needed to. Um, but yeah, no, I have used. I've not used one in real life. I've seen one used in real life, which is terrifying, um, both in video and in real life. But like in, literally stood there watching. Um, but yeah, no, CPR is a very valuable skill. Everyone should know how to do it if they don't already. If you can put yourself on a basic first aid course, they're not that expensive. Do it because it literally can save people's lives. Um, I've been in situations before when I was still a trained lifeguard, but completely just out in the public with a friend who was also happened to be a lifeguard where we both looked at each other because we both spotted someone on the floor with their head bleeding and we both just ran because there was a bus stop full of grown adults. We were 16, 17 at the time who were just watching and doing nothing yeah. um, because no one wants to do anything if they don't know what they're doing. Whereas obviously me and my friend were confident enough to go forward and we spoke to them. We were like, we spoke to the people with the bus. Was like, Has anyone even called an ambulance? 
no. Like, so it's just having the confidence and the ability to go, I can help here. I think it's amazing what mob mentality can do both ways. It can make you act, but it can also make you not act. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. I'll um, be honest, I'm one of them people that would just freeze because yeah. I wouldn't know what to do. Oh, it's not for everyone, absolutely. But if, even if you do think you are that sort of person that would just freeze, if you've at least had a bit of training, it's I could it's make a phone call. Do. That'd be the, yep. about as yeah. far as I could go. But to actually, I could comfort somebody, but I couldn't help. I don't know what to do. There's a follow-up question. Maybe we'll leave that for the off script. Okay. Kind of like a like one small mailbag. <laughs> tiny, oh. tiny mailbag. And we're going to get a mailbag up before too long. It's been a while since we've done one of those. So. And going back to defibrillators, um, most of them are in phone boxes now, so they use, reuse old phone boxes. Yep. So that's quite cool. Yeah, just just back on defib specifically, uh, they're also known as AEDs, which is Automated External Defibrillator. So if you see that sign, that's what they're for. Or Mikey's. Um, <laughs> if, yeah, if you ever need one, they can literally, every minute that you don't get it on that person, there is like 10% of the chance you bring them back. So what they actually do is um, they will look for a rhythm through, they'll look for a heart rhythm. They will not shock someone if they should not. So you can't accidentally electrocute someone with them, which I think is probably important to know. Yes, that's important, yeah. Um, but what you do is you put one pad at the top of their chest, one pad uh, at the kind of the bottom, each side on the left and right, which so it like makes a diagonal line through their heart. It will scan for a rhythm. If there is no, if there is a shockable rhythm, it will say, shockable rhythm detected shock advised you then literally just have to press a button and it does it all for you and it will talk you through cpr as well um they're in cabinets where you have to like call a number now most of them and you press buttons and then you can open it and get it out um they are literally lifesavers so if you do ever want to learn how to do one use one there's youtube videos and everything so they are they're great yeah oh, yeah, yeah i was gonna I say i'm sure there's a, i'm sure there's a youtube thing that can break this down on a visual uh, level. I know there's one outside the local village hall that we spend a lot, lot of there time is. at. Yeah, yeah. And someone you, have to open up because the ambulance asked for it for me yep. once. Yeah. And if you lean against it, it yells at you. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've had that experience. <laughs> get the fuck off me. Yeah, get, <laughs> close. Uh, so uh, let's go back to uh, the rhythm of a different heartbeat, if you will. Oh, How nice. to lose a guy in ten days? Why are we doing this? Well, I asked executive producer of the podcast, Felix, why we were doing this. Hey, Felix. And uh, he said that it's the 20-year anniversary. And I said, oh, really? I said, could you sum up the movie for us in a few words? And he said, Benjamin Barry is an advertising executive and ladies' man who, to win a big campaign, bets he can make a woman fall in love with him in just 10 days. Wow. Bye, Felix. Bye. I'll see you later. (laughs) Yeah, see you later, mate. All right. Um, we'll see you next week, dude. It's a shame we yeah, you just he's, evaporated. He's got my mic. Uh, so, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, uh, directed by Donald Petrie, who did Mystic Pizza. I like Mystic That's Pizza. That's that bargain basement Julia Roberts DVD you see everywhere at Walmart. I've uh, just eaten Mystic Pizza. Turner and Hooch. But without, oh, I like Turner and Hooch as well. Remember Tom Hanks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meg Ryan does not play Hooch. Many people think she does. It's not the case. <laughs> there aren't four Meg Ryan films. She does not all a over him. Hooch's yeah. dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, grumpy old man and miscongeniality. So he kind of oh. has a niche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, lighthearted kind of fun. Yeah. Cinematography by John Bailey, who did American Gigolo. Wow. Groundhog oh. Day, as good as it gets. The producers. Wow. And he's just not that into you. Love the producers. Wait, which, which, which producers? The I assume the newer one. Modern with, one. Um, yeah. Broderick oh, okay. and Nick. That makes, that makes sense. Uh, music by David Newman, who did Frank and Weenie. Bill and Ted's Excellent oh. Adventure. Never Been Kissed. Galaxy Quest. Cat in the Hat. And the incidental music, of course, on West Side Story, the new one. Oh, wow. 
My favourite film ever, Cat in the Hat. Yeah, that's it. That's why I had to put it in there. Um, so the first time I saw this, people have any memories of the first time they saw this? No. Uh, I think it's one of the ones you recommended before we ever even started doing films and stuff. This? I recommended this? I think so. Really? Yeah. Okay. Must have been playing to the audience. I'd seen so. bits of this. When I was watching this, I didn't really know the plot. If someone asked me, I wouldn't tell you, but I couldn't know. Um, but watching it, I went, oh, I remember that bit. Oh, I remember that. I must have seen it. So, yeah. Ethan. Today. Oh, really? Okay. I've, I've, I've known of this film for ages, but... Um, I'm, I, I view so many of these rom-coms as the same thing, so I just saw it and I went, oh, it's it's one of those, she's a city gal and he's some kind of, like, jerk that learns to love or something because every film like that apparently is the same to me. I was proven wrong. Oh, and man, then, right. uh, for me, I, I didn't see this in the cinema. I think it's one that I must have had when I was married <laughs> previously. It must have been, like, a DVD that came along with yeah, the collection. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Uh, yeah, it was it was on a semi regular rotation right about once a year. This would make its way into a DVD player. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, yeah. So it was twenty year anniversary. I was like, and Felix was like, "Hey, twenty years." I was like, "All right, let's do it." So off we go. Um, it must have been popular because um, I go around looking at a few DVDs every now and again in different um, charity shops and stuff, just so I can watch them because I don't really have much other than what you lend me. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I just tend to watch DVDs. And when I look through the DVD collection, there's always this film. Always. If not two or three times. So that must have been popular at the time. I guess that's some staying power, too. I think it's one of the ones that stayed in the public consciousness, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then when people just move to a streaming existence, everyone's like, oh, we all have this DVD we have to get rid of. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh context corner not a whole lot to talk about on this one it was originally a um kind of like an illustrated like stocking stuffer kind of book okay illustrated written by two girls just kind of going like again kind of a a story here are the things you could do to chase someone away so by showing you that it kind of tells you what not to do and therefore you see what to do Uh, a lot of the other specifics kind of come around through uh, casting notes and things of that nature. Because uh, I think that's most of what I've got is going to lead the way there. I was surprised about who I saw in this film. Someone we've talked about previously on the podcast. And um, I, I, I had no idea who she was until, you know, the first time I watched it, I had no idea who she was. But now I know who she was. Yes. I was like, oh my God, that's her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just looked again on the, the Wikipedia to make sure I haven't missed anything, and I didn't. I even went back and gently. What are the things you don't know about it? Yeah, there's just very little out there about some movies, and this is one of them. I had um, to do a big guess for like when I'd class the age game because yeah, who knows when filming is? I I got a I I got to bow out because I know I got a huge fact about what so ah, okay. I can't do the two leads. That's what I'm saying. All right, uh, all right. So we do an intro, and we have this ripoff of. Don't call it Cosmopolitan Magazine, but they're ripping off Cosmopolitan of Magazine. Are, yeah. Might be called Composure, but it's Cosmopolitan. Um, we have how-to segments, like how to talk your way out of a speeding ticket, <laughs> uh, which I've done. Have you? Really? Well, a couple of I mean, I used to be heavily involved in helping with uh, with the church in my area, um, and I used to help run the a student program there. I remember one day I was driving and picked up some... some uh, some some peeps we were we were headed to church in the evening one night and i was coming down this um there was this giant hill down into my small village mm-hmm. and so it was real easy if you weren't watching to to go over the speed to let the speed go yeah, yeah. and i was telling a story if you can believe that <laughs> <laughs> caught no, my own no. story 
and uh, engrossed you. Look behind me, and then sirens. And what they would do is there was like a high school at the bottom of the hill, and they just wait there, and they'd clock you, and you'd be dead to rights. And so the guy pulls me over and he goes, "How fast do you think you were going?" And I always hate this guessing game they make you do. It's like the age game. It's like you know. <laughs> what do I win? Who am I up? At? Where's the Where's the sound jingle? <laughs> you're never gonna guess your speed. What's your speed again? What's your speed again? Is it less of a ticket if I get it right? Exactly. <laughs> and, and why does everyone always go below what they think or know? Why do they never go higher? Why do they go? You know, you're doing thirty five, and you go seventy six. So I went. <laughs> so I went. I don't know eighty five, and he went what miles. Because I thought he got me in town, in the 50 zone. Oh, okay. But he must have caught me coming down the hill. Yeah, yeah, And said, so you were going 105 or 110. I'm like, oh, geez, okay. Oh, miles? Not kilometers. No, kilometers. I was going to say. So it would be like an 80, 80 limit. They 80. usually don't pull you over unless you're doing over 100. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's kind of like this unwritten, like, like sort of bubble that we yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, And he goes, where are you even going tonight? And I smiled. Because <laughs> I went, sir. there's no way he's going to give me a ticket now. <laughs> so I'm taking these guys to church. And he said, what? And one of the guys <laughs> having a Bible on his lap. <laughs> he held it up. <laughs> That's brilliant. So he gave me this. I bet you need your license for your job. I'm like, yes, I do, sir. I'm not going fast enough for you to revoke the license outright. You might right. give me some points, but I'm walking, I'm driving away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, all right, off you go. I said, oh, thank you very much, officer. <laughs> See, I've had a couple of things. Like that. There was another time. God bless you, officer. <laughs> there was another time. I was working the midnight shift, and Oasis had just dropped a live DVD and CD. No, it wasn't the CD. It was just live DVD. I think it was just the familiar to millions DVD had launched. I'm not sure if a CD had dropped alongside with it yet. And I was driving up to back when you go places to get this stuff. To go, I guess, yeah. So I was going to go to a place called Owen Sound in Canada to get it because you had to go to like, a, like an HMV or some equivalent thereof. Yeah, yeah. So we're driving there. It's after work. It's like a Friday or something like that. I said to the person I was, I was with who worked with me, hey, can you just watch my speed? Because I know in Chatsworth, which was this town, it had like a, like a, a uh, you know, you know when it goes from like 30 miles to 40 miles and then you go to 60, well, it had like a 40 range on the outskirt of town that felt to go for like ever. And it's right when the cops would, would hide too. Cause it was like a nap. You jump to go back to kilometers. You jump to 80 cause you thought you're proper highway by now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so sure enough, I'm talking. I said, just please. Cause I haven't slept since the day before. And sure enough, driving, I got lights came on. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And I look, I said, I asked you to do, I'm sorry. I asked you to do one <laughs> thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then sure enough, this car, though, goes, and so the cop comes behind me. Yeah. Pulls over. This other car goes screaming the other direction. Wow. So fast, the cop bails on me, does a Yui, and goes flying after him. I sit there for a couple of minutes, like, am I free to go? <laughs> and so I like put it in the drive. I'm like looking around. There's no one there. Like looking around. I'm like just like like letting, I'm not the gas. So like, like the impulse of the engine sort of just like pull it forward a bit. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go now. <laughs> drive off, and that was the end of it. Yeah. So a couple of situations. I remember getting uh, pulled over. I'd just been driving for about I don't know six months, something stupid like that. So I was still a little bit nervous in the dark because you never learned to drive in the dark. I did. 
which is I weird. started my driving lessons in like January, which meant that I had some in the dark when I was first oh, okay. learning. Oh, okay. Advisable people, do that if you can. I did it in the summer, so, you know, rush hour traffic. So yeah. <laughs> I hardly did any roundabouts, any night jobs, anything. Yeah. anything. So anyway, and um, I'm going out for the night and I'm staying at my mates in town. So I don't want to sh- crease my shirt, so I don't wear a seatbelt. Right? <laughs> Okay. I know, right? And I get pulled over. Priorities. And uh, what I weren't thinking was uh, I was stupid, young, dumb. And um, this policewoman pulls me over and she goes, um, do you know why I've pulled you over? And I genuinely thought I was speeding. She liked your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten about the, the um, seatbelt. And uh, I, went, um, I, went, I went, I went speeding, was I? So she went, no, 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 you're not wearing a seatbelt. I went, yeah. Oh, no, I'm not. And um, I said, uh, I, I'm sorry, officer, I just didn't want to crease my shirt. She, she got down, sort of eye level, and she went, I've just seen a girl go through a window screen and she'll never recognise her face again. <sighs> she said, I don't want to see that pretty face of yours go through a windscreen. So I you, would hate that. So can you please put uh, a seatbelt on? My God, I went... Yes, officer. Sorry, I'm so sorry. And from that day forth, I've always worn a seatbelt. Ethan, if they're about to let you off of a ticket, you let them say whatever they want. Oh, no, I know. I just hate hearing that. <laughs> oh, but Ethan wouldn't. <laughs> Ethan would argue, wouldn't you, Ethan? I've never I... been pulled over, Touchwood. Granted, granted, my opinion on police, I still be like, yes, I'm sorry, because I, I know I'd, I'd buckle like that because I'm a wuss. <laughs> At least you're self-aware today. Well, yeah, I'm so self, self-aware. Is, is, is this a seat buckle? <laughs> there we go. Uh, <laughs> let's talk. Uh, one of the models on one of the uh, articles is Catherine Heigl. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah, I froze it. So I can go, oh, yeah, that's her. <sighs> um, so there's also a terrible spelling error on one of them. I don't know if it's the titular one or not. I saw a screen cap of it where they misspell the word lose. Oh, okay. So how to loose belly fat is what it says. <laughs> and that's bad enough, but the name of your movie is how to lose a guy in 10 days. But there's already an example on how to spell it correctly. It's on the front page of the screenplay. You, you think you'd get that right. You think yeah. you'd get that right. You think you would, wouldn't you? Horrendous. Um, meet Andy Anderson, played by Kate Hudson. Georgia, do you realize this was the same woman who was in Glass Onion? No. <laughs> <laughs> and almost famous. I can't remember. From this that is movie. the one that you were being so complimentary that they showed that she was a yeah. natural body when she gets up out of, out of the. Uh, yeah, she didn't didn't put two and two together. Of course, are. it is. Yeah. 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 Just 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 thought I'd put that out there. Thanks. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow was originally supposed to star, but had to drop out due to other commitments and was replaced by Kate. Whoops, Kate, replaced by Kate Hudson. Wow. Do you know what Gwyneth I'm Paltrow okay would have been all right with that? Yeah, she'd be okay. Yeah, yeah. I think Kate Hudson's really good in this. She is. Mm. Um, I judge her, though, for thinking that she's going to be able to write for um, politics, the environment, or foreign affairs for Composure <laughs> magazine. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. Like, isn't one of the first rules of journalism, like, know who your audience is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no one wants to read about Iraq. Nope. Not the audience of Composure magazine. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. <laughs> I want to know what is the best dress and what are the best heels. She's got <laughs> tickets to the NBA finals, and her people all laugh at her, but I'm in love. Oh, a woman who's into sports? The dream. The only thing is, though, right, I was saying to my girlfriend at the time, I, of course, when in Rome, you know, if you got tickets, sideline, you know, you'd go and see a basketball match, right? I find basketball quite boring to watch, right? Because anything can happen in seconds. 
It could be over. It could be one. It could oh, that be... sounds horrendously boring. Right. It, but I don't always follow what's going on, right? But I used to love playing it. It's one of them things I enjoyed playing. Yeah, I mean, too, until my ankle got done in. But I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we don't mean to laugh. Jeez. That's right, Ethan. Yeah. Don't ever play basketball with a bunch of British people. <laughs> hey, this wasn't me. That was no, it wasn't, me. it wasn't you. It wasn't you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was watching from the sidelines. No. Jeez. Like, yeah, yeah. We got like, like an hour to kill between shows. Let's play some basketball. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> Sprain my ankle. I enjoy... On like the second play of the game. I enjoy watching shooting hoops rather than Jeez. just playing basketball. That keeps stopping and starting and stopping and starting. Yeah, you love watching American football here. I don't mind American football, though. Even though it's stopping and starting and yeah, stopping. Yeah, in, in real life when I watched it, stopping and starting got on my wick. But when we watch it... <laughs> They cut all the That's highlights. That's because we watched Red Zone. Red yeah, Zone yeah, helps. Yeah, yeah. As does <laughs> fantasy football. Red Zone helps. Because when I went to see the San Francisco 49ers play, um, there was all this like big army parade yeah. thing. And that went on for about an hour. Yep. And, uh, and then they all come out with these fire flame things individually. Oh. That, that took another hour. <laughs> the, fr- the Niners got knocked out of the playoffs because every one of their quarterbacks got hurt. Oh, really? Four of them. Wow. So by the time it was done, they put the third guy back in, even though he couldn't do anything. He just could, all he could do was hand the ball off. Wow! So the other team just realized they ain't throwing. It's yeah. just like everybody just swarmed. <laughs> I felt so bad. They were so good all year long. So, oh, that's yeah. sad. So Philly won and moved on to the final. Um, so then we meet Benjamin Barry, played by Matthew McConaughey. Lots of alliteration. Eddie Anderson, Benjamin Barry, <laughs> Matthew yeah, yeah. McConaughey. Uh, McConaughey was a king of the rom-com genre in the early 2000s, and uh, his participation in this film is all thanks to a fortune teller. Uh, the Oscar winner explains this. Um, he already had one rom-com hit under his belt with The Wedding Planner when he offered a star opposite Kate Hudson, and this came along, but did he really want to drive into another rom-com? Uh, direct quote, I remember uh, considering whether I was going to do it or not one night while on a walk down Sunset Boulevard. Uh, he said that a fortune teller came out of nowhere to me. He was a fortune teller guru and goes, I can tell your fortune real quick. McConaughey said, I was like, yeah, man, go ahead. <laughs> he immediately goes, there's a movie you're considering right now. It's a romantic comedy. You have to do this. Or it'll be one of the, uh, it will be one of the biggest regrets of your life. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be an incredible experience. It's going to make a bunch of money. McConaughey remembered thinking, did the studio hire this guy? I uh, said that he laughed at the thought, but remembered taking a more serious consideration. He thinks he even accepted the offer the next day. That's weird. Very weird. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he we see him driving a motorcycle. He bought this motorcycle for the movie because he was that That's convinced cool. that he wanted to. I love that. He wanted to look like he knew what he was doing on it. That he said he's seen yeah. too many movies where it's quite clear that uh, that the guy doesn't know how to ride a motorcycle. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And he's pretending. So there we go. We then meet uh, Michelle, who uh, they have to go get from her bed, uh, played by, also from Glass Onion. Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn. Yeah, and that's what I recognized. Hey. Did you recognize Catherine Hahn, Georgia? Yes. Okay. Uh, first thing I ever remember, I remember her in was this. Um, she gets free stuff and a lion. I've gotten my notes. I want this job. Yeah. <laughs> She's had a breakup, and she said it was the best week of my life. <laughs> we then meet Adam Goldberg and Thomas Lennon. So these are, she's got her two girlfriends, he's got his two guy friends. Which is, am I right in saying, the guy from um, who was in American Pie? No. 
Was he not? No, it was not the guy from Wrecking Gab Fire. I thought that, I thought that was, uh, and the other guy is the flatmate in Friends. Yes, this is Eddie from Friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I genuinely thought that other guy was from American Pie. Nope, uh, nope. This is the one uh, who only who, uh, had Stifler's mum. Yeah, no, no, it's not him. Oh, he looks a he looks a dead ringer. <laughs> this guy's shorter, much shorter. Oh, okay. Uh, this guy would later uh, act opposite um, Matthew Perry in the remake of The Odd Couple they did on CBS. That's weird, isn't it? Uh, yeah, they they both had lots of stuff with the Friends cast, but yeah, this is uh, Thomas Lennon. Oh, okay. Uh, and we get a little lesson on the economics of diamonds. There's a big diamond account by the DeLauers coming available for their advertising revenue. And diamonds aren't actually worth the money that we pay for them. It's just sentimentality that keeps the price up. The sentimentality is just a fancy way of saying supply and demand. Yeah. Mm. The market will bear what the market will bear. People decide it's worth this much, then it'll be worth this much. Um, and there's female members of the advertising campaign. That's what Ben does. Ben's in advertising. And they look him up and down. Uh, oh, because Ben's getting changed. He and is. all these women are staring at him and ogling him. And I'm like, I don't care if it's 2003 or not. Like, th- this would be not cool if it was a, a, a woman getting changed. No. And they were all sort of yeah. scoping her out in the office. But he is very much getting changed with his blinds open, knowing that there are people in the other room. Okay, so, so, okay, so let, let, let's reverse the genders. That would be okay? Yeah. If you're doing oh, it, it would if you're not doing, be. No, no, if you're no, doing no, it, no, he's you obviously are. doing it because he looks over at them and smiles. He knows what he's doing. I don't think he does to start with. I think he just looks over and sees them and, and they move and he, he smiles. I know it's the film's way to easily go, oh, see, he's a ladies man. ladies man. Everyone, all the women like him and show he's like, any other way is also possible. It just feels very lazy to showcase that. Yeah, I hear you on that, but the question was, is it wrong? Yes. Okay. That's what, that, sorry, I'm, that, I forgot to include the main reason that I said what I said. But right. no, I think it's wrong because it's, it's stupid, and I hate when films do it anyway. I, 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 eh, I don't know. I like consent. <laughs> no, but you're telling me if there was, was a girl who was like taking her top off in an office and like looks over and like winks at the guys that are watching, and that's, that's okay. She knows she's doing it. Nope, not cool. Not so in the workplace. Not in the workplace. What about she's pos- they're posturing? But if, I if I wasn't there against the window, they wouldn't have anybody to wink at. So no, it's it's wrong. I generally yeah, but it's wrong on on the person doing it, not the people watching. Well, as much as anyway, he's just getting changed in the office. Like he's just no, getting, but he's getting changed with the lines up. He's and not like, doing it on purpose I remember for the girls. We once had a prom. Oh, no, he, I think he is. I remember no. once we once had a problem oh, at my school no, going no. on, and for some reason, all the teachers decided they were going to get dressed up too, like it was their prom. And I walked into the library, which was sorry, it was our staff room at the time. And uh, I guess they had the one exit statement. They don't want why women to get changed in the middle of the, of the staff room. I have no idea, but she was, and so I saw it and instantly turned around and walked out because that's what you do in a professional environment. Mm-hmm. Now, if she looked at me and winked, it doesn't justify me being there. <laughs> no, but it's the, I, I get that, because especially with it's like a school and stuff, but this just doesn't look like the most professional of professional environments, does it? They've got a pool table. They've got, they're have got they all dressed very casually. They all kind of just do whatever they want. I have a pool table in my... No, I don't. I I <laughs> That'd be I cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, pool for the pool. Um, so he, he decides he's going to get the diamond account, because that's the next step up in his career. Meanwhile, Michelle, Catherine Hahn is detoxing about her relationship and she's naming and it really is like, I don't know why the guy took so long to get rid of her. She cried the first time they had sex and not like a single tear, like weeped. <laughs> she said she loved him after her second date. She kept calling him and calling him and calling him and calling him. And then and she calling. goes, I know why he dumped me anyway. 
I'm too fat. And this was kind of made oh. to be a punchline, and I really it didn't like it. No, me the two girls just goes, no, you're not. Right. That's okay. Yeah, but it's the fact that that she went with that, not yeah. anything else. Yeah, yeah, that's just how she that's how she feels, and that's a very valid way to feel, especially when you've just been broken. No, up I'm going to say no because the film takes this and, and we- we- weaponizes it later in the film. Yeah. Okay, you have to point that out. But okay, I, well, I will because okay. the character. I know you. Also I know you. Well, that's fine. Um, so then we go to the staff meeting. We meet Lana, played by BB Newworth. Isn't that, you BB Newworth? isn't that Lilith from Friend? It is uh, Fraser. Lilith from Fraser, uh, not Fraser. Uh, cheers, cheers. Yeah, she's cheers. the first Morticia Adams in the musicals. Yeah, and she was also in uh, oh, what was it called? Tick, tick, boom. Was she? Yeah. Do you know what oh. I mean? she's she's in the uh, sequence of a diner. She's heavily uh, featured. So much that we that one. It's BB Newworth. So, I, yeah, I, I knew she is. I didn't realize that was her. She I, was I loved her back in the day. She was so different, but in a in a her own way. Yep. Um, no, I, I found out much later she was a big deal on Broadway and things like that before. Oh, that. okay. Yeah, yeah. So she pitches a political piece by she, I mean Andy again, not realizing the magazine she works for. And the, the women who she works with looking around her going, these are not hardened journalists. <laughs> They're writing stories on which bra is best for you. Absolutely. So, uh, again, I said I, I criticize Andy for not knowing her audience. She's told she, it's a must read. Once she writes a must read, she can write on whatever she wants. Now, this is misleading by Lana. Because it does suggest you can write about Iraq, even though we all know mm. you can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, we find out that Michelle's been dumped, at least publicly, and they want to know who's going to write about Michelle for... <laughs> like, this woman, the, the editor would be fired a million times over, you'd have to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure it's based on some level of truth, but it's pretty terrible. Andy says she's going to use Michelle's inspiration. She's going to do everything that Michelle does and drive a guy away. And Lana loves this, how to lose a guy in 10 days. Why 10 days? Five is too few, and they go to print in 11. Yeah. We go to the post-meeting meeting, and the two Judys, who are there from Ben's advertising agency, uh, get the inside scoop of what the new column's going to be about. And then we meet Warren, sorry, Philip Warren, played by Robert Klein. I don't know him from anything, but I have a feeling I was supposed to. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't recognize him from anything. Um, and so he lays down the stakes for the film. It's a 50 to $60 million ad budget coming their way. If they can land this account and the girls are saying a diamond is forever. Ben counters with a diamond is for everyone. They say, this is why Ben doesn't know because it's what makes you special, unique. Everybody has one. Then what makes you, uh, there. And then one of the Judy spots, Andy, and this is at some sort of bar they're at. And Andy's in the prowl for the guy she's going to lose in 10 days. And they propose a little bit of a contest. Can you make anyone fall in love with you? And Ben's, as we've stated at some uh, length already tonight, has a belief that he can make any woman fall for him. And that love the confidence. Love. Yeah. And so they go for it. And uh, Philip uh, seems to okay it. They say pick the girl, and there's a little implicit fat shaming because the first girl the camera focuses in on is a bit bigger. Yeah. And he goes, come yeah. on, girls, make it a little, be nice, be nice, make it fair. And then they pick Andy. And Philip says if he shows up with this girl who's in love with him, then he gets to make the pitch. I'd like to state this is no way to run a multi-million dollar business. No, no, no. Not in the slightest. He's like, yes, and who will do it? The, the, if you can get him to fall in, her to fall in love with you, I'll okay it. This is ridiculous. 
it's it's a it's a rom-com but it's still ridiculous stupid uh we go to the meet cute uh ben meets andy uh they have a conversation and it's largely based off one word like he'll go uh Oh, she'll be like confident. He'll go. She'll call you confident. He'll interested. She says maybe. <laughs> Food starving, leaving now. Yes, definitely. And it's 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 cute, and they've got some instant charisma. And then I have a question. I was going to ask Georgia here because as they leave, he guides her out of the restaurant with a hand on the small of the back. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. Flirty, playful red flag what is this it entirely depends on the situation and whether because of this interaction they've just had then that's just that's flirty playful that's okay but if it's like what i really don't like and what a lot of people don't like is like that people do and whether they do it when they're realizing they're doing it or not but it's like if you're in a crowded space and someone you've either not spoken to or don't know or like have only like basically strangers will like put their hand on your back even the top of your back the bottom of your back or like your shoulder to move past you that's not okay mm. i had someone do it with my shoulders and I, oh i hated it because that's just oh i'm gonna just I hear you i think mm, yeah. i'd rather do i don't think i do it but i think i'd rather touch the shoulder as a way to go look i'm here Usually just I shoulder hope is okay i hope it's but- just please know i'm here because i'd rather it was this than other parts of my body hitting other parts of your body yeah, no, like, literally, if it's just like a, a quick, like, I'm here, sorry, I'm just coming through, and then there's like a vocal thing with that as well, yeah. not just a, oh, I'm coming past you, so I'm going to use this excuse to put my hand on the bottom of your back. No, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. that's because a lot of, and unfortunately, it's usually an older generation of gentlemen that do it. I think you're thinking too much into it. Whoa. I've had it on my hips. I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree with the whoa. Really? Yeah. No, you, you're not. I'm I, not, I, I'm not saying three of us smaller here. back. I'm just saying if you. Well, George said lower. George just said lower back. Well, I'm, I'm not talking about lower back. Okay. But if you're squeezing past somebody and you're going, excuse me, come through, come through, you're going to touch somebody. You're not. You're not doing it. That, you're not. That's different. You're not going. Oh, I want to stick my hand on their back. Oh, I want to do that. No, no but that's not always been said. We, we finished going, with. Yeah. We, t- we talked about hand on the shoulder, and George said that was all right if that's a situation yeah. that has to happen there. But she said to a lot of guys, and she said usually older guys using the experience to put the hand down the, down on the, on the lower back. And then that's what then that's what you said. I think yeah. you're reading too much into it. Oh no! I think you I when mean, I like, when I just, just pass if you're just um, passing somebody and you're touching somebody, you're passing. Excuse me, can you get? Out, can I'm coming through? Yeah. I think that's okay. I mean, what's you know? At the end of the day, uh, we're just going to stand there and go. Excuse me, excuse me. No, uh, you've been in, before COVID. People used to get close, you know, at concerts and stuff. Ethan, you've been waiting a long time to get in here. What's up? Yeah, when I used to pass as a woman because of my hair and my nails and and all that, I had someone do that with my hips. And I turned around and he saw that, you know, I had a mustache and a beard. And he was like, oh, sorry, mate. I, w- I wouldn't have done that. If it was like, oh, so if I, was, if I was a woman, it would have been fine for you to, to move me in that place. And, and that, that way. was his. Yeah, yeah that's. Th- whenever that's that would happen to me. They don't do it to guys. Yeah. It was, okay. if with guys, well, it's like a shoulder, yeah. like I'm just going to, a barge or whatever. With, with women, it's then a, I'm going to do this because I can. We're lucky that yeah. Ben and, and Andy knew each other then. Yes, we are, because this is okay. Yeah. Um, and so they get on his motorcycle, and it's charming, and we're laden with so much dramatic irony. And we go to a restaurant, they eat crab, they share work stories and mock each other, because neither one of them are really saving the world, are they? I laugh at this, because what, if you got on a first date with somebody, <laughs> why would you pick that? I love it, because it, it shows she's 
she's just so re- relatable, right? Yeah. I've never been to a restaurant like that. I don't even know how. I don't even wouldn't even know where to start with something like that. There's a great we we have a great crab restaurant. Well, it's it's a Chinese buffet called Mandarin, but they have like crab leg season like twice a year. <laughs> and you go there and just load up on crab legs. It's amazing. I don't even know if I like it because I've never had it. But there you go. Yeah. Um, right wait, hang on, hang on. We are like an hour from the coast, if that, with some of the best fresh crab. Yeah. Crab. Wow. Crab, okay. Yeah. My, but my parents don't eat it, so I've no, no, never been exposed go. to it. Yeah. I have to do a BFE on, on tour. Yeah. Oh, uh, am please, I right in thinking legs. that the legs are brown meat and the body is white meat? I think if it's the way around, I think the legs are white meat. Oh, is it? Yeah. I think Whatever so. it is, I prefer the legs over the body. Okay. Where the difference is, I just don't you know like seafood. I, I, I've only ever had it once, yeah. and I didn't like when they were all mushed together and they make these like crab cakes. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like it. Oh, I like a crab cake. Yeah, no, oh, no, I love no. crab cakes. <laughs> seafood boy Pip was probably one of the best crazy. way to have take crab legs. <laughs> Pips found a old pop bottle, and he's managed to take the lid and off. It's very, with it. it's very loud. So if you're hearing that in the in the, uh, in the mix, I'm sorry, folks. Um. I think we haven't done that that awful. <laughs> it's gonna, that's going to do, do my head in. Um, so she calls him Sparky. Liam, do you have a reference? Uh, she calls him Sparky throughout the film. No. She does call him Sparky. What? <laughs> she does call him Sparky. <laughs> she calls him Sparky, which is a reference to Vacation. Oh, Beverly D'Angelo calls Chevy Chase Sparky throughout that franchise. He does. She does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That's what what I'm getting from that. Uh, I didn't know if that was just a a thing that she was just. She says she's got a question for him. Is all fair in love and war? And he says true. And she seems to think that's quite the right answer. Now I want to come back to this later on in the film. Okay. All's fair in love and war. Sure. Uh, Okay. But was it love? That's the question. Um, Back to his place. She calls him she calls her friend from the bathroom and I don't know if it was Michelle or someone, but she calls her a hussy, <laughs> which I'm like, all right. Hello. 2003. Yeah. Little, uh, Already whatever. 2023. No. Um, Ben rethinks his game. Cause he's got Nelly's hot in here going on the radio and he switches to Al green and the whole, um, <laughs> I'm so in love with you. <laughs> What a copyright strike. Um, <laughs> Blow the candles out. There we are. Uh, that sound so, system, though, is pretty good. Isn't oh, it? it's not. If, if, for, Molly, for, 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 that time, for that time, That's that cool. was sweet. Yeah. Um, she tries to coax him onto the bed, and he sits down from a distance. She moves for him uh, super quick. Like she goes for a kiss. And he doesn't go for it. He says, let's slow down. And then she seems to be offended. And this is the, this is, this is the crippling part about being a guy. You can't win. <laughs> because if you make the move too quick, then it's, oh, no, you don't do it. But if they go, for, and you respect that, and you should, but if they go for the move and you reject them, yeah. oh, my word, yeah, we'll the tizzy that gets into because yep. you rejected them. Because yeah. it doesn't feel like it goes both ways sometimes. No. And so Ben kind of does the, he then goes sort of chases her up. And they're both playing, they're both playing games. Yeah. He's trying to, to to land her for well he's trying to make her fall in love with him for, for, and she's trying to then start the day off strong and then pull away at the last second yeah and uh that's about, and they both sort of lay there and start talking about how much they respect each other and you think both of them clearly just want to have sex <laughs> yeah 
That's my reading anyway. George, yours? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then she goes to leave, and he shouts down to her from the fire escape, Andy Anderson. I don't know, something along the lines of, I'll see you tomorrow, or I'll call you later, or something. Yeah. And as she walks away, he goes, you poor girl. And he's kissing the couch, like, you poor guy. I'm going <laughs> to eat you alive. And the next day, they find, she's left her purse at his house. And so Ben brings the purse with him into the city, into the office, and they determine a woman's purse is the secret source of all her power. How much truth is there in this, Georgia? Uh, it depends if you're the sort of person that carries around a bag or not. Okay. But yeah, there, there is some truth in that. Uh, Tony and Thayer. I don't know why you'd brought to the office, because I wouldn't. Uh, it's so the boys can knock the purse over. Yeah, but it's... They knock the purse over, and they find the Knicks tickets. And he sends her a hundred roses. <laughs> and she figures out, oh, they found the Knicks tickets. Oh, she and doesn't figure it out. Like she's like she does it all. This is planted for the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think I'd go through the bag. I wouldn't. Yeah. There's no way. I'd call go me. Call, call, call me crazy. I'd never even go through your wallet. Do you know what I mean? I'd never. What's go, in your wallet? I always feel bad <laughs> when I'm at work um, at Tesco, and uh, somebody sometimes people leave their wallets or stuff behind, oh, right. and. You're only trying to return it to them, but even then, I feel bad opening it to see a driving license. I always make sure I've got someone yeah, yeah, in yeah, the room. Yeah. If a kid leaves like their bag or something, can you just watch me while I go through this place? Yeah, and then it gets put in the safe until they yeah. come. But until then, you're just like, no. Matthew McConaughey would clearly commit mail fraud. Yes, uh, no, he doesn't want to look in it, does he? It's only because they knock it over. Yeah. He does look. use the the information he finds to his advantage. Oh yeah, yeah. but like yeah. only because he already knows it. So they have a phone conversation. They arrange for a date at the basketball game, and they both think that they've made this happen, and that's how it's done. Wait, uh, I said he would. He does commit mail fraud because he opens her her envelope with the tickets, and yeah, but it's not posted, so it's not technically mail fraud. <laughs> Can we capture that? Is her the question is yeah is the is the envelope blank an envelope by itself it's a blank doesn't envelope, yeah. if it's got her name on it and he even if it's already been opened and she then opens it I don't know what that means I think mail does that have to be sealed to be, I think it has to have been like through the post system doesn't it I don't know I, I think assume you so. get your tickets uh, through the post uh, maybe I think she'd have gotten through maybe. the company it seems like someone dropped them off at composure for her based on the yeah. previous thing maybe so they just yeah. put them in an envelope I think they're the free tickets that she just get you know like the money yeah I think she about- just knows someone yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, there's uh, so they go to the NBA game it's real players at a real game That's cool. not the NBA finals because Sacramento sucks. Because the, the Knicks aren't very good either. The people around them seem pretty um, yeah. normal. Well, see, I, see, I don't know if the people around them are actually. No, I think the shots that are I, of them in the crowd are completely separate. I think that's I a different thing. Yeah. Filmed in the in the natural. There's game. only one shot with um, McConaughey and Hudson where you see the players in the background, and it looks green and that screened. looks pretty green screen. <laughs> there's a bit where she looks at this younger lad beside her oh they're probably yeah they're, they're, and, they're and extras, you could but. see he's like um clearly trying to stay away from her <laughs> rather than just enjoying what he's supposed to be enjoying it just seemed a bit odd yeah i don't know um re- re- real game though uh they do a kiss cam with the six pence none the richer song you know kiss me great song it is brilliant um do they do kiss they don't do kiss cams here do they no no that's like a staple of like a North American I, sporting events. I find that weird. Well, you got to do something while they go to TV, while, while they go to commercial. Yeah, but... Yeah. Isn't we, that how Pam Ransom was discovered? Not kiss thingy, but didn't she get seen on the big screen at an event? I don't know. She was like a page three girl in Canada, and then she yeah. turned that into 
She turned that into Playboy, and then on, the, and then on I to think, no, I think that was a, a, a like a beer advert. I think she's wearing a beer T-shirt. Yeah, maybe. And I'd seen her in the audience. Maybe at a Canucks went, game. Yeah, stand yeah. up, and yeah. she got called from that. Sure, but I don't think that was a kisser thing. I was just finding her in the audience. Uh, she checks her watch, and then this is Kate Hudson, not Pamela Anderson. There's a noticeable difference. Um, <laughs> and uh, sends him for a soda with one minute, nine seconds to go, and she doesn't want any ice. And there's a great mini scene with this uh, with this concession worker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How would you describe him? He's He's got some sort of disability. He's, he's an old man, isn't he? Oh, no, I think he's got some sort of disability. I, I'm potentially partially deaf. Oh, I, something, okay. I, I oh, no, I just was, thought he was just a, just a doddering old man. Oh, I thought there was something more, yeah. more something with him. Oh, okay, no. I've always I thought he was way. old, yeah. Oh, okay. Bless you guys, you can't tell because of the accent. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. I'll be curious. No, no, I think it, well, okay, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, no, I just thought he was a doddering old um, man. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, did you want a small, no, I want that drink, I want that drink right there. <laughs> For 25 more cents, you can get a jumbled, no, I want that drink. And then he goes back down. No, she wants diet, but she's really thirsty. Well, first step is that you drink that, wouldn't you? Which she does. He walks away and he she yeah, drinks yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Misses the game-winning shot. I do judge her for this. This is mean. But you know what, though? He is so sincere. Yes. Even though he's still trying to win her over, yeah. he's still sincere. He's still a gentleman a lot of, about it. A lot of this is, is her treating him like shit and then her also gaslighting him at points because... Oh, I think we lost Ethan halfway through his point. God, I'm going <laughs> to... Oh, are you there, Ethan? I think your internet's starting to... Uh... This isn't a joke. You you, you kind of went gaslighting at points, and then you kind of had a big break. Oh, no. Everything froze, and I thought I was still talking. Well, you probably were still talking. But <laughs> yeah. You probably have that part. No, I meant as I thought it could be heard. Uh, she said about gaslighting. Yeah, I was like, a lot of the stuff she does, it's either her just be, being awful to him or then gaslighting. And when we get to the therapy scene, oh boy, there, there, there are lines. Well, we'll get there. We're, we're, yeah. we're, we're nowhere near there yet. Let's, let's, yeah. let's keep things where they are. Um, and so uh, there's a phone call at work the next day. And uh, she calls him and says, I miss you, Benny, 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 boo, boo, Benny, <laughs> boo, boo, boo. I've never had anybody do this. The- I'll say I did have a, a phone in my office. Um, I wasn't the big boss, I was, but I was in the office. And uh, the idea was I was like, okay, I'm going to give my mom, because I was still living home for a bit, mm-hmm. I'm going to give her the phone number to his office. And I'm like, this is only for emergencies, okay? Yeah, it's only for emergencies. <laughs> the first night. <laughs> Not more in there for years and years and years, but the first night I gave her this phone number. Yeah, hello, and I got Ian, it's, it's your mom. I'm like, what? I said, hi, is everything all right? Can you pick up some milk? <laughs> I was like, you are never allowed to use this phone number again. <laughs> she never did. That's funny. Couldn't make it past night one. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jeez. Like, I have email. Email me. That's totally fine. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Text message me. You can do that. You didn't have to do that phone call. No, especially oh. when you came with the guidelines. Yeah. Um, so instead they go and they watch Sleepless in Seattle and, uh, they which go watch ironic. it, which is, uh, it's fitting. Cause of course we watched Meg Ryan last week. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so when Andy and Ben go to Sleepless in Seattle, according to the commentary track, Kate Hudson ad lib two quotes. Number one, I've always wanted a man like Tom Hanks, which she says while they're there. Yeah. And number two, you can't watch Meg Ryan for two hours and not be thinking about another girl. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's this big guy behind them who really just wants to watch the movie. And 
she says that Ben can shout. Ben will beat him up, and the guy stands up, and he's huge. See, I, I question her here. Um, there's pushing it, yep, and there's pushing it. There's the, pushing it really bad the, across the line here. They go into the lobby, and she's he says, "I'm not going to fight him." Because I think she realizes it's gone too far at this point. And he goes, I'm not going to fight him. We're just going to have a conversation. And he turns and the guy flat out sucker punches him. The guy should be arrested. <laughs> he should, yeah. No, the guy, yeah. flat out, the guy should be arrested. They play it for jokes because he's big and he's crying and he loves sleep in Seattle. That guy should be arrested. And he goes back and goes, no one mess with me. And it's like, no, 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 this is this is garbage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't laugh. I didn't. The, the joke is because big muscle man likes woman film. Yeah, but yeah, I, we I, will laugh now. Gender stereotype, funny. No, yeah, no, 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 you know, so do I. So do I. But which is what I think she's trying to do, and she's trying to start talking him into not getting in the fight. I think she's realized she's pushed it too far. Mm. But then the guy punches him, and so instead, she sort of has to hold him, and they have this Florence Nightingale moment where you know he's like, "No, no, it's fine. So it's right there, right there." And of course, he's got his eye on her breast, and then he starts like rubbing her breast with his eye, <laughs> and it takes her a couple seconds to realize what he's doing. I thought this was really charming. Do you think he'd done that as an ad lib? No, I think you have to clear this. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mm. even if I was working against the room, you know, you're not just rubbing your face against my boob in a scene. Like, no, I mean, said, okay, it. let's take it out of the movie and go to a real life thing. This is charming, right? It is because of the history they've got already. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying this is like date one. No, no. No, no, no. But especially if she sort of caused it. Yeah, you get yeah. the idea that like they've done a bit of handsy stuff anyway already. So well, that night okay. was. Yeah, yeah. 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 So. Um, there's uh that we cut to Ben and Thayer and it's the next day and Thayer's going to fight a nickel for every time I've been knocked out during a chick flick. <laughs> it's quite funny. <laughs> um Lana is on me in the meantime in the office a composer loving Andy's notes on the article. And the boys are excited because Ben's gonna seal the deal tonight. He's inviting her over for the lamb, which is his big piece de resistance. And she comes over and that evening and she starts putting her stuff all over his apartment while he's glazing the lamb. She changes all of his CDs with girl singers and like angry girl singers. Yeah. Carly Simon. I like Carly Simon. Uh, Fiona Apple. Who? Did she say Joan Jett was one of them? I can't remember. Joan Jett, sure. Yeah. I like Joan but all these female singers. And uh, she's bought him a love fern. <laughs> And this he, isn't a real thing, by the way. Just put it out there. That is not a thing. And he presents the lamb with the cherry glaze. And she looks at it and she goes, it's so great. And she starts to cry. And he goes, what's wrong? What's wrong? And she goes, I just wish I ate meat. Oh, they, I just, I really resented her in this. Okay, Liam, ready for this? I got three words. You're, You're supposed, supposed to. to. Yeah, I know. But. What, he, they even let you in on the joke to know she's going no, to do these things. No, I know, but because she asked, they always said they always forget no, my bacon. No, no, the scene no, before. Right? Later on in the movie, they're supposed to be tit for tat, right? They're supposed to be you'd said this and you made this and yeah. you done this and you done that. Yeah. She did more. Yes, and he was nothing but a gentleman to her. I'm going to get there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was just a little cherry glaze. Now, I'd like to remind everybody, they went out for crab their first date. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so, at best, she's a pescatarian. Yeah. I think that requires a statement. Yeah. Plus, she's, I mean, she's diving into this crab like she's the carnivorous oh, yeah, of carnivores. Yeah, yeah. This isn't like me eating my, my, my sushi with chopsticks <laughs> in the distance and being like, I like sushi. This is cracking open like exoskeleton. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but then she starts singing. 
Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> so good. Little lamb. <laughs> so instead you cut and they're eating pho. And, um, and Ben's turning his nose up at it. I love pho. Yeah. He's yeah. still having a go, though. She's not. What, the food? Yeah. Well, this is why. Because they go there. She goes, I can't. And they go, why? She goes, my boyfriend thinks I'm fat. Oh, no. He's never said never. anything of the sort. Nothing. No. This is what. No, That's but this the is. Point. No, but this is. A, no, but this is no, a massive. But, this is more than just we're going to break up. Yeah. This is an assault on his character. Yeah. No one there knows him though. Right, but every girl looks at him like he has done something wrong. And they don't know him. Like they think that there's he's a difference between you get to the, the the closed confines of your own of your own living space and you gaslight him there. To do that in front of everybody, that is wrong. Big time. That's, well, that's what she's trying to do, though. Right. Not, but, I'm not saying it's right, but the that's what becomes, she's trying to do. The question becomes, for this film to work, do we not have to, at the end, forgive both parties everything that they do? And I don't forgive yeah. her. This is hard. Yeah. I don't, yeah. If, if it was in front of a room of his colleagues, and absolutely that's beyond reproach, but this is in front of a restaurant that obviously don't visit that often. It's just people he's never going to see again. I don't think it's... It's not. Um, I, I. It's wrong, but it's not. Like, there's a difference between winding someone not forgivable. up. Like I'm, I'm somewhat famous for singing in subways and things like that, and drawing attention and yada yes. yada yada. But that's different in the sense that I'm the joke, not anybody else. And yeah. nor is this a joke. Nor is it clearly like. It's not like, oh, look, she's winding him up. Everyone's going tee hee hee from a distance. She's accusing him of fat shaming her. Yeah. In a room of largely women. Yeah. And then abandons him so he can sit there and just face the judgment of everybody. While she goes and eats um, eats meat while looking at the basketball score in the back with the boys. I judge her for that. Well, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's right or a good thing to do. I just don't think it's as wrong as you're Oh, to me, this is the presenting. This oh, I think one it feels, is. especially this early on, granted, it's when we go, oh, on day seven, you can totally hit him with a car. Like, this is... But the, what their second, third date? This is like it's egregious, like behavior already. They go back to his place. Uh, they go to he wants to watch the, the highlights on Sports Center, and he's watching the game, which is just the apparently only the last sixty five seconds in the game. Uh, he says, "Oh, Houston's taking the shot," and she goes, "I can't believe he missed that shot." She goes, "How do you know he's going to miss?" Because he always misses from the top of the key. Houston never misses from the top of the key. That's all basketball talk, but it basically means... I'm assuming that, yeah, he kind of went... He, always, hang on he always scores from that location on the court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so they... And, and he asks her, he goes, what are you talking about? And she's got no retort, so instead she makes a move. Yeah. Which, you know, fair, fair play, I guess. Um, but then she goes to unzip his trousers and asks if Princess Sophia can come out to play little big little big which one is it we shall find out which i thought was really funny it's hilarious yeah um and then he talks he says now he has way too like this is weird but he gets like way too like emasculated by the idea that she's called his member princess sophia oh this is like total hyper masculine i need to be much he's like it needs to be like spike or butch or also i've never understood the notion of like naming penis but also member as oh that's as, that's as bad member? as panties no 
if someone was like, oh, I'm going to put my... No, no, but it's not used in that capacity. No, (laughs) No, not in this film, but in general, the the term member. I don't think the term member is used in the like dirty talk capacity. Oh, I've heard it used. Oh, really? Yeah. I think this is used as a way that you can... You don't want to say penis because for some reason, mainstream audiences don't like that. So this becomes the natural default generic term for it. I'd much rather hear penis. Okay. Member is the go-to that like every smutty book likes to use because yeah, they're too scared. What, they're yeah. too scared to say penis or vagina, which is weird because it's a smut book. Well, you never hear the word "member" about a vagina, though. No, no, but no, like they what, need to come up with this kind of said term. penis or vagina. Yeah. So I just thought I'd clarify yeah. that. <laughs> oh yeah, like, in, in sorry, in Fifty Shades, like, they call it like okay. Let's not. Let's not. Flower. No, no. Let's not base. Sorry. Let's not base literary greatness on Fifty Shades oh, of Grey. Oh, no, I'm... So, well, I, that's why I said smut. Greatness. It's used <laughs> that's in smutty rubbish. That's why I said I need, smut. I need, I've never read smut I when need, they, like... I need to find a Shakespearean <laughs> quote with the word member in it. It'll happen. Um, <laughs> so anyway, great in the worst way. He's like, you got to call it Spike or Butch or... <laughs> Crawl, the warrior king. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I think it's quite funny. Um, it's funny, but, like, do people actually do that? I think he knows. <laughs> I think he's just being funny. Uh, I think it's just deflecting on the whole, just please don't call it Princess Sophia. Yeah. 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 Um, and so he says, Kroll's momentarily abdicated his throne right now, which is kind of a fun way of saying. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, it's not happening. No. Um, at which point she says, oh, but I should go. And then she goes to leave and he stops her in the elevator. She's like, I'll see you tomorrow. And she's like exhausted, like, really? And he's like, yep. And so they're like, oh, all right. So Andy comes to work and visits um, Ben the next day and tells him in front of his friends, they don't look simple-minded. Now, again, yeah. take your argument that about the, about the no, restaurant. One's rude. This one's rough because she could ruin friendships, working relationships. Yep. Yeah, no, th- this one is worse. Uh, she bought him a shirt and then insists that he try it on right then, right now. I don't mind this because it, clearly it's not nearly as stylish as a shirt as the one he had on. Mm-hmm. Um. She's got uh, a dog, and she refers to them all as a happy little family. That's quite interesting, because, again, it's like that loading of speeding up of the relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then as he, I don't know, the dog takes a leak on the uh, on, the, on the pool table, mm-hmm. and the boys leave. Again, and, he takes that in very good stead. Yep. And uh, he's just saying about the dog, the dog's got more ice on it than Liberace. <laughs> and she goes, oh, it's just a little frosting. So Ben's not good at his job. No. No, Andy stumbles it. upon it. He literally has him and his two guys with like a dictionary and a thesaurus, and they can't come up with anything. But he does say he does mention that. Oh, he, she came, up, he yep. came up with it. Yeah, uh, Ben pitches it to the boss. He loves it. He says, "Women of New York, go frost yourself." And she go frost this. He's like, "Well, I like it." <laughs> yeah, he's funny. Um. Kate Hudson uh, repeatedly kisses Ben during the scene where the dog and she come to the office. Uh, this was ad-libbed, which is why McConaughey looks genuinely surprised while while she's doing it. Oh, uh, okay. Back home, Ben's got 17 messages. Uh, Andy comes over. She's made a family album based off of composite shots of their future children. <laughs> she sits down at the table, and she cries, and then he comes over, and she's created a little backstory. Here's where we got married, and this is us in Switzerland. And the kids look ugly, and I love there's a great like close-up of one of them. And he goes, our kids sure look, and there's a shot. He goes, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the phone rings. It's Ben's mom, and Ben's mom wants to talk to Andy. <laughs> um, 
they've already had conversations. I got in brackets. She's gone too far here. And they finished the conversation with love you too. So she's gaslighting his mom, mm-hmm. which is wrong. Mm. <sighs> Boundaries have been broken. She, she crosses the line several, 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 several times. This one's hard. Yeah. Because you can gaslight Ben. You can even do the bit in the restaurant with him. Now you're getting mom's feelings all, all worked up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still don't like it. <laughs> the dog goes. That's literally what we're saying. Yeah. That, that bit is wrong. The dog I goes wrong. to the bathroom, and then Ben does as, as well, and he finds all sorts of feminine products. Now, I have no issue with feminine products being placed in the home. This level is a bit egregious. And that's the point of it. Though. But I know. I know. I'm just saying. So yeah. I think. However, the fact that he sees a, a tube of Vagisil and treats it like it's a it's a prayer book to the Antichrist <laughs> is a bit much. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no! And she's outside just sort of smiling <laughs> and says that I have tickets tonight. And he goes, oh. She goes, it's so close she can smell the sweat. <laughs> And then we smash cut to a Celine Dion concert. I like that. And they come out with the most generic, like, T-shirts ever. And if you want to find some generic T-shirts, we have some for sale. (laughs) Our best film ever. Why don't you go ahead and take a look at our link tree, our Twitter. We got tags for it all over the place. We we got some good stuff up there and some more generic stuff. So go ahead and check it out. Best film ever. And you're wearing one of our t-shirts too. I'm wearing some merch today. I'm wearing my yeah. own merch. You are. I'm wearing the, the ENN welcome, 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 welcome shirt, it's which good. you can get. Uh, check us out. Uh, best film ever. I'll say .com. We don't have that. <laughs> Patreon.com slash BFE is the Patreon. I'm sure we have a link for it somewhere up there. Yeah, I mean, it's quite simple, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So there we go. Um, let's take a look now. On the roof, the girls are all eating Krispy Kreme. Krispy. Yeah, yeah. I want this job. It's I nice, love Krispy Kreme. It's DEFCON 5. I think DEFCON 1's the highest. Yeah. I, I think do. it was 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. Uh, I think I learned that from Big Bang 3. Uh, <laughs> the non-Catherine Hahn friend is not getting nearly the same love as Catherine Hahn. She starts off with two best friends, turns to the one best friend pretty Yeah, quick. of course yep. it does, yeah. Uh, she wants to know what it's going to take to break Ben. And they go, what about tonight? He goes, can't do tonight. It's boys' night. He's always had boys' night. And this is where non-Catherine Hahn goes, before you. And they smile. They go, ha, And then we cut. And boys' night, but no, not boys' night, because uh, we get Andy coming in going, Bennykins, I'm home. The word home is an interesting choice. Again, Mm -hmm. crossing the line. Yeah, but this one I'm okay with, because this one's only crossing the line with him. Yeah. But to get a key, if he'd got a key of her flat, that's the point no no but she's going too far but she's only hurting ben yeah she's not getting the the super's not oh boy i hope ben's really got love this time (laughs) so yeah she's crossed the line where she should be dumped for that's the premise of the film phoning someone's mom and getting to mom's hopes and dreams up that's crossing a massive line no because you're not just hurting ben you're hurting ben's mom I think it's also important to know that the I, only- I, just, I just want to know you get the difference, Liam, between Ben's mom and the super. Yeah, of course, of course okay. I do. <laughs> but, but he didn't give her a key. That's why it's wrong. W- w- yes. I'm just saying if the shoe was on the other foot and he got a it's key. It's called to go How to hers. Lose a Guy in 10 Days. She's trying to lose him. Yeah. She's doing the worst Every time thing. she does something, she thinks it's going to be the thing to push him over the edge. I know. The thing this. with the mom, though, I don't think that's fair game. The bit with the key is totally fair game. Really? If anything is on the super for like allowing someone without the, the super should be fired. there to get yeah. a key copy, yeah. yeah. 
The worst like, thing she does when she enters the apartment is let her dog piss on the on the table again. Oh my word. <laughs> I it's worth noting that the only reason he is such a gentleman to her throughout is because he is also trying to win a bet. Like if not, yes. she would not still yeah. be doing these yes. things. So but it's very he important. He would still keep... be the same person regardless of the bet or not. No, he, no, he, 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 oh, Liam, if you're wrong, digging your heels no. in support of Matthew McConaughey, you're wrong on this one. They're both uh, kind of. St- this is. They're, it's yeah. that, they're both bad uh, people. That's kind of yeah. the joke of the film. They both have to be wrong or it doesn't work. She's I, more they, wrong than him. I'm not saying they're equally wrong. She's, I'm not. She's like 90% I'm more not, wrong than him. No. I'm, no. <laughs> it's like but I will boy. admit, I will admit they're not equally wrong. No. Um, <laughs> where are we at? I don't think this one was going to be as divisive as it's turned out to be. Um, she has an issue with the smoke of the cigar and ruins the game for another player by saying, oh, he's got six and a seven going for the straight. And then I, I do like the bit where she grabs a tissue, comes out and says, blow. Nobody likes a Mr. Sniffles. That's so, like, because it's, it is like, it's not even emasculating. It's like making him like a child. It's infantilizing. Yeah, yeah. that's the word I was looking for, yeah. Uh, she, then she sees the fern and goes, you let our love fern die. Are you going to let us die? You should think about that. <laughs> he suggests she's crazy. And then she comes out and throws a veggie platter over the place. The bit where she throws the veggie platter in the air was improvised. The director knew it was going to happen, but the guys in the scene didn't know. Brilliant. Uh, he breaks up with her in the elevator. He comes back and says it's over. They go, finally. And then the boys are like, no, 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 you can't do this. You can't do this. And the little one says, say couples therapy. Every time my wife wants to divorce me, it buys me at least a couple of days. <laughs> And so he goes down the fire escape, meets her on the floor, and says, couples therapy. And she's like, haven't you had enough? And he's like, no. And she goes, I have a therapist who will work wonders with you. And then we come to the therapy session. And this is, this is, this is technically fraud. Well, I mean, this is, this is, this is is bordering on mental abuse. Yeah. No, because she's presenting herself. Okay, you give me this look. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll no, back go, this. go for it. She, they're presenting Michelle yeah. as a licensed, impartial therapist who then tells Ben everything is wrong. Uh, they're presenting her as her therapist already, which would give her a bias towards her. She says, I happen to know someone, not she's my therapist. No, That's exactly. how it came, comes She's a couple's therapist. And then charges him three hundred dollars. Yeah. They go in. I uh, meet Michelle. She does check his backside out, but we see that he doesn't. Uh, and of course, it's planned to a female audience. I get that. Yeah. The the film. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, yeah. When was it you first realized you were attracted to other men? No, not true. Uh, yeah. No, no. Okay. Um, she thinks he's hitting on the shrink. He comes back with, "Why do I need any other women? You've got more than enough personalities to satisfy me." I thought that was fine. <laughs> And at which point he goes, you want to talk to my mother? Talk to my mother. At which point the shrink goes, I think that'd be a good idea. I think she should spend the weekend. <laughs> which at least then she sort of like helps the plot and yeah. goes, oh, I'm in a movie. Let's get them somewhere where neither one of them <laughs> oh, want to be. Oh, I'm in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think she gets to a point and goes, oh, they both suck. Yeah, why not? So they go to Staten Island, spend the weekend, and the shrink thinks it's a good idea. And we go to Ben's family's place, and they walk into the house, and first thing we hear is bullshit. This is such a lovely bit of the film. I love the Staten Island yeah. segment. Andy's kind of brought out by herself to introduce herself to the family. Yeah. That's a bit. She already knows mum, though. 
Kind of. She does know mom from the phone. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Mm. That's a big move, though. Oh, like, massive. That's, yeah, you yeah. probably want the other person there to help guide you in. Not a massively gentlemanly move, is it, to leave no. by herself? No, but this isn't any sort of even-up <laughs> call for this move. I'm messing. <laughs> Uh, the teacher had to play bullshit uh, Ben's very good at it then the family starts to cheat for him and Ben looks around and realizes they're, they're all sort of like her, yeah. queuing um, but they're happy to have her she thinks it's because all the other girls brought home were bullshit losers nope because he's the first one he, that he's she's the first one he's ever brought home and she says don't you break his heart and now we have the stakes, right? This is the comeuppance as well. I mean, it's doesn't, yeah, this is where everything it doesn't she write off everything she's done, nope. but this does make, this does put her in the, you have to own up to what you've done now type situation, which does deliver a bit of like, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Not consequence, like the opposite of that. You should come up and earlier. We can't say that. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Sure. Um, we get motorcycle lessons on the pier. To Mr. Nicole Kidman, Keith Urban's I'm gonna love somebody, love somebody like you. This is a remix. I went and saw this guy live in concert, actually. So uh, that was all right. I was just being a good husband at the time. Yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't even a husband. No, it wasn't a husband at the time. It was a boyfriend at the time. Wow. Yeah. Bought tickets and was like, yeah, let's go see it. I'm always a big country fan. But he was all right. He was all right. I, he's a good songwriter. I did love this, this little scene. Yeah, it's a lovely scene. And kind of it's like they strip away all the pardon the pun, but bullshit for a minute. Yeah. And they just connect on a real personal level. Uh, kind of, it's kind of like when you watch Survivor and they win some sort of a challenge. They leave the game at home for a minute and just sort of like, like just chill out as people. Yeah. yeah. And um, they've got like the photos from home and stuff. It's like that sort of. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, and they're sitting there eating a snow cone. He's trying to explain why he gets the motorcycle. He's like, "Hey, you can, you know, it's good on gas. No traffic jams. You can park it anywhere." And at the end of the day, chicks dig it and just as he says this this giant truck that's hauling arcade games hits a pothole and soaks them with like dirty water soaks them both, and it gets yeah. it gets in the snow cone yeah. <laughs> so he chucks the snow cone at it and uh and he just goes chicks dig this and he kind of like she's drenched in like black water and he's kind of the same he goes yeah chicks dig this <laughs> they go back to uh his mom's house um, they sort of look at each other in the mirror. He preps the shower. It's one of those old school bathtubs that the hot's cold, the cold's hot. And uh, she kind of breaks down a bit and says, when your mom hugged me today, she really hugged me for winning the game of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she lifts her arms, which is the code for please unshirt me. Yep. And then he does likewise. And then we get another song. This movie had a great little soundtrack to it. Yeah. Yeah, this Not was a, it feels like home to me. Uh, it feels I could sing it, but I'd like lose it halfway through. Um, lovely little song though. They obviously get in the shower together and 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 get clean. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they do. Get dirty first and get ha- clean. Hand on the small <laughs> of the back and get clean. Uh, end of the weekend, he invites her to the jewelry party as his girlfriend. It's also important because we need to know that he knows where she lives. Yep. Uh, he's got basketball tickets for game seven. Does that mean something? Yeah. Okay. Um, professional sports in North America, save for uh, the NFL, mm-hmm. uh, it's always a best of seven series. So the first one to win four games. So game seven is not a guarantee you'll ever get game seven. You can oh, buy oh, tickets for game best of seven. Is it best of seven? Oh, so okay. seven, if you go to it, winner win goes on. The loser goes home. Oh, okay. Or in this case, the winner wins the championship. The loser, that's it. Oh, okay. So um, Andy goes to Lana, tries to pull the article. Lana says the article has to go to print. There's no rule this has to be the truth. Like, she can easily go in and just change a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Doesn't think about that. 
The fact that she handed it in in the first place. As something. She says she got 48 hours before it goes to print, so I don't think she's handed it in yet. She's seen notes so far, hasn't she? Okay. Um, Andy and Ben go to the party. Uh, Andy looks amazing in this yellow dress. Oh, brilliant. Um, It was designed around the diamond pendant she'll wear at the the, uh, event. It was designed by fashion designer Dina Bar-L, not the film's costume designer, Karen Patch. I wasn't a big fan of this dress, to be fair. Oh, really? I think it was fantastic. She looks lovely from behind, but the neckline is really weird. Well, it's because it's... It's trying to... it's, it's supposed to be like part of it showcases the diamonds so yeah, if the no, diamonds aren't on it doesn't like look the, right but the neckline is like it's got like it's a very strange angled v it just doesn't quite without work. the necklace it just sort of sits you're right without yeah. the necklace it wouldn't um the venue uh this is the u.s customs house in the financial district of new york city for the it was used as, as uh the supposed astor museum of art uh, it's named after some guy called Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> Never heard of him. Never. Well, just you wait. Just you wait. You'd think they'd write a musical about him, wouldn't they? <coughs> How did an orphan? <laughs> um, he calls her Spark. Uh, actually, he should call her Sparkly. <laughs> Sparkly, dude. <laughs> Thank you. Because she's given the Isadora Diamond. Um, and this is kind of an old, rich, married couple who have both seemed to lose interest in each other and are just there to flirt with the young, attractive people. Yeah. Yep. I quite like her skullcap thing she's got on. It's that weird. weird. Feathered thing. It reminds me of the 1920s days. <laughs> uh, Philip goes over, questions Andy, and he questions whether Andy is really in love, and it turns out she is and didn't even know it. She says, please don't tell Ben. Uh, Philip walks over, tells Ben she loves you. You win. The girls, Judy and Judy, who were woefully underdeveloped in this film, tell the boys Andy was in on it. And rather than do what they've done all movie long, and that's checking with Ben, they decide all of a sudden, we're going to fix this for ourselves. (laughs) So they go talk to Andy and basically let her in on what happened, which is stupid. For a bunch of advertising guys, they can't read her at all. Nope. (laughs) Meanwhile, Lana outs Andy to Ben. Uh, Some of the fallout, they introduced the guest of honor at this shindig, Marvin Hamlish. The real Marvin Hamlish is introduced, and then Andy takes over the mic and says that he'll be singing a song. This is the plot starts to get away from this movie, because there's just some random mic, and she's like, I'm going to go say he'll sing. None of this lines with the rest of the movie, but we're just going to do it because we want to have this moment. It's just another he'll break up with me after this he'll have to type yeah uh ben then instructs his goons to stop her from leaving and i don't like this no she goes to leave and he calls on thomas and thayer and they stand up and prevent her from leaving they stand in her way yeah that's not good no you can ask her not to leave you can do something you know come on you owe you owe me this much yeah come and do this you can it's a movie you can say whatever line you want that forces her to stop you don't actually have to write two men stop her from leaving in, in a very small mm. alleyway they stand in the way yeah. yeah there's nowhere else she can go yeah the guys were the nice guys up until this point in the yeah. movie yeah uh and they start singing it's a duet this is this is very funny you're so vain because <laughs> she's already sung it in the it's film, bad it's drunk uh turns out she's a really good karaoke singer in real life she was on glee for a while oh. uh andy rushes so they sing and it's down to Oh, there's some rhymes about maybe you didn't have to name my member after a dame. Yeah. Or maybe if his lovemaking wasn't lame. 
They're, they're, for being very drunk, really, she is. It's quite impressive. Oh, they both go from sober to, like, drunk in, like, two drinks. But at least, like, oh, you yeah. see her drinking quite a lot of she champagne does, in the run-up. You don't see she him gets drink blocked, anything. She gets blocked on the way up to the stage, and she takes a, a, a oh, she's, champagne she's off done, the guys. She's done at least four oh, in she, this okay. section going up to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I've got the question here, who's made the biggest crime? And I've said in my notes, I think it's her. And as we go over it, I still continue to think it's her. Um, Ben's situations, I believe I can make any girl fall in love with me. Now, at no point does he say I'm going to break up with her. At no point does he say... So the idea that he can still have his plan and his feelings for her can still be legitimately genuine. I think the, the thing is that they are, by the, by the end point, they are legitimately genuine. But the fact that he is trying, doing everything really to be really nice to someone so that they fall in love with him, but he yeah. doesn't have any f- attraction back to begin with is the is the dodge bit. But So do you think, just out of curiosity, that first meet cute, mm. like, no, yes, he's enjoying the fact that he's going to land this girl who they want. Yeah. But do we really think there's no chemistry there? No, this, that's, I, I kind of, I didn't explain my point very well. What I mean is the, the premise, if this isn't her, and if they don't have chemistry straight away, then his game is, quite horrible but because they do we forgive it a lot easier like say if say if it's a completely different situation and if if she doesn't have anything else on the side and she's just a bet which has been done in a million yeah she's all that rachel lee cook yeah right you know and then there's a huge thing i was just a bet i was just a bet no i really fell in love with you i I was just a bet i understand yeah but like but also but literally he was just a bet to begin with and she he wasn't immediately attracted to her type situation it seems like he's willing to sort of understand this a lot more than she is though yeah uh, yes. but she's also, she's with the scene we get she's drunk and heartbroken because she's just, re- she's just realized she actually likes him yeah but what's she heart okay get back to this though yeah you were better originally but you've had this wonderful moment whereas you've always been trying to drop him even though he's been nothing but nice to you mm. But I would say with him, nice there's malicious intent, maybe selfish intent. With her, there is literal malicious intent. Yeah. With how how poorly can I treat this guy so that he will but leave me? You know what this is missing? You know what this is missing, Georgia? This is missing the bit where there's a phone call, a very high school musical, mm. where he's on the phone with his friends going hey guys i'm gonna go for 10 days and hey i'm not i'm not whipped as soon as these 10 days are up i'm dropping her yeah that's what this is missing because then you've got a reason because right now he can have a win-win her game never lets her have a win-win she's got to be it's got to be a win-lose which i think again it's the i guess it's the female versus the male perspective with this film i think i'm probably more inclined to forgive what she does because she can't win through this situation that's why i'm that's why i'm not yeah. yeah that's what i mean it's interesting though because i'm like she can't win she has to drop him at the end of this we're led to believe she can't this guy that even if she has got feelings for him she thinks because of her job and because of the article she's writing she has to push him away and that's the why it's difficult to that's why she's i never realized really it was so hard and like working for composure magazine to go and then we broke up. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's the... D- <laughs> Don't tell anybody because we really didn't. But it's just Composure Magazine. Well, that's, but that's what the story the film wants you to believe is that, that she is writing... She thinks truth. she's a hard journalist is the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Flip I guess speak. you kind of buy into right. that. When I see BuzzFeed articles that are like, I no 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 no, hear me out. Like, no, 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 I was on the. Going. She is the BuzzFeed writer of yeah. her time. Yeah. It's like no, you're right. I ate seventeen sushi rolls a day, and this 
This you is what, what happened. No, it's just, they're just what's what what's funny. What can I, I? I you might have eaten two, and then went. What if I made a funny story? That's how all of them go. I guess there's probably also some guilt to it as well because she's doing because before she knows that he, she's a bet, she's doing all of these things that like Michelle is doing, and yet she's still managing to keep this guy on on hook. Like which there's definitely a guilt in that because then why can't Michelle keep a guy around? I wish I'd seen more guilt on her face throughout the film. Yeah, because yeah. she doesn't know she's struggling at all. Really. They're having bits on the top of the roof, and they're laughing about the misery they're going to put this guy in. Mm. There's never at one point where she's like, "I really feel like this is like I, I hear what you're saying." Like, like, like this guy's got feelings, and yeah. are we not going too far with this? We, I, I need a scene like that. Yeah, yeah no, but you probably do. But also, I think you kind of going, but he can end this at any point, and he doesn't because of the thing. So it's kind of they're at loggerheads because they both want. You're trying to demonize Ben for not breaking up with her. Well, yeah, because he obviously wants to. But he wants to because she's the one being irrational. You get this, right? Yeah. But he's still How, has, how, he still how are you making Ben the bad guy for not he breaking not up with her for doing guy. the terrible things? I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm saying he has the option and he doesn't take it because of a bet, because yeah. of selfish motivation. All right. That's that's the point, is that he... I, no? Okay. I will, I will, like, counter around that because she's using him for content to say look how funny it is that i did this the most that him going see i can prove to you that i can like get someone to fall in love with me just go i've got someone to fall in love with me eh? but the reason he's Everything doing that is because he can get his it's, it's important to go this bet isn't because he's going i'm so hot i can get any girl no. you want you name her she's all that this bet is going, you don't understand how the female mind works. He goes, I totally understand. No, not lust, love. And he goes, I'll take that bet. I can make any girl fall in love with me. Mm. Think that he understands women. That, but the, that very notion, I don't, it, it must be a perspective thing. But for me, if I was single, well, I mean, I'm single, but like if I was like sat somewhere in a restaurant, in a pub or whatever, and someone comes up to me and I think they're genuinely trying to make a connection with me, but actually, no, they just want to prove that they can make anyone fall in love with them that's that's heartbreaking what if he walked into the party like he was walking onto a yacht that's good what if he was determined that he'll be your partner he'll be your partner oh i don't know the song well enough oh, you funny. walked into the party like you were walking onto a yacht copyright strikes great <laughs> i i there's it's like the Truman um, show thing all over again but you're taking, I, I, you're taking we, we the start, context. We've got to finish the movie, guys. <laughs> there's there's something that happened a, a couple of years ago, which is that the people that do live streams on Twitch, I'll make this as quick as I can. They do live streams on YouTube, and it was, I'm going to let the tw- like the viewers choose what I do. I don't care what I do. So they're going, oh, I'm going to be in this relationship. I don't want to but I'm going to do it for content. It's kind of the same thing. They have no care for it, but because the viewers say, this is funny, be with that person, and they don't they don't know. But all that really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things because Andy has rushed out, and they realize just a second too late, she was wearing the Isadora diamond, which seems to amuse Mrs. DeLauer. Uh, Mr. DeLauer is a bit more serious about it. No, he gets the security out. Yeah. Go follow, um, and so they go ahead and they grab the um, they grab the diamond. Well, not grab, but 
they ask Andy to take the diamond off and give it back to them. And they can go ahead. You guys can kill each other as long as we get the diamond back. So um, she keeps coming back at him with betting connotations. He keeps coming back at her with, you trying to lose me, yada, yada, yada. And he goes, there you go. You wanted to lose it 10 days? You want to lose a guy in 10 days? Well, congratulations. You just lost him. And she goes, no, you're wrong. I can't lose what I never had. And I screamed at the TV, what do you mean? Yeah, I was the same. Yeah, because This, this kept... line never made any sense. No, his made sense, but not hers. She's assuming that his feelings aren't genuine. That's the assumption she's making. Uh, I think we needed her to verbalize that or for him to have to, as opposed to, it was just sort of left hanging there. Mm. And I would have preferred her to go, but you didn't really, but she never says this. No. She never says this. Uh, turns out the article is published and um, it's better than Lana ever wished it could be. Uh, and then she's like, so I can write whatever I want on whatever the wind blows you. So I can write about politics. It was when Lana's like, well, it's not blowing you there. What about this? Well, that's more like a light breeze. At which point, why did you set this up as the great thing? As the great thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's not the great thing. She just ruined a whole relationship and a man on a whim. <sighs> Poor Fraser. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and then we see Ben's talking his heart out about how he misses Andy, and we have a uh, we have a drastic. Uh, pull back and he's talking to crawl the, the warrior king not his member but his dog still hate that word i love the fact that he still kept the dog i think that's supposed to be the first sign that maybe she's had a legitimate impact on him because he's nothing but nice to that dog all the way through no matter what that dog does he's picking it up he's feeding it he's he's not getting he's not losing his shit with him he tells him to shut up once, but even then, it's more because so much is going on. Um, over at Michelle's, um, Andy's sort of staying with her, it looks like, a little bit. And Michelle's weird boyfriend, Mike's come over, and they reconcile, and it's a bit weird. Very weird. Um, Delauer does an advert. Um, first, probably look at green screen live and in the moment. Uh, which is weird because Delauer wouldn't have diamond stores. Delauer would give diamonds to diamond stores and then Peoples would advertise yeah, the diamonds. Exactly, yeah. You never turn on TV and see diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> Usually it's like, uh, what are the big jewelry stores over here? We got Peoples in the States or in Canada. We do, is there chains? Samuels. Samuels, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. What was this? H. Samuels. H. Samuels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One okay. of the bigger ones, yeah. Um... Uh, uh, so when Ben is shown the article that Andy wrote, the style and format changes because at first it's Eddie who's showing her it, uh, and he's got like it's all in blue. And then when he looks at it, it's all like different colors altogether. So they, they did the article twice. <laughs> um, so uh, then he goes to the composer offices. She's not there, but he recognizes Michelle and wants his three hundred dollars back. On a quick side note, Andy's friends Michelle and Jeannie are named after the authors of the original book. That's cool. Michelle Alexander and Jeannie Long. And so he's chasing that yellow cab. Uh, ben sees Andy leaving and chases her on his motorbike. And this is the great thing about doing a scene like this in New York is that you've got this automatic, like, which one's which her? Which yellow cab? Which yellow cab? It's this great little visual storytelling. 
Um, and it's where you get the song. It's in my head. He's going to do this. Anywhere you go, I'll follow you down. And you know what? It works. It's this third act of a romantic comedy, Declaration of Love. And he bangs on the window of the cab. And she's like, you trying to get yourself killed? And I'm like, yeah, you're not learning how to ride that well because that no. looks dangerous. <laughs> um, so uh, the, the cab pulls over and he asks the magazine, is this true? Or are you just trying to sell some magazines? And she goes, I meant every word. <laughs> and uh, he thinks she's running away. And she goes, no, I'm not. And he's about to get in the car. And he goes, bullshit. And I'm like, oh, this is really clever. Yeah, I like this. As far as like how to structure a formulaic rom-com, this is quite okay. Mm-hmm. And then um, she claims that he goes, bullshit. <laughs> and then he tells the cabbie, this is a bit weird, gives the cabbie money and says, take the lady's luggage back to hers. She's got alternate transportation. <laughs> I don't think that would actually work. I it. think the cabbie needs some sort of verification from the girl. Yeah. Also, yeah. does the cabbie know where she... Oh, no. He, he picked her up there. Her up. Yeah, no, never mind. It's assuming a lot. Now, today with Uber, you'd be able to go, okay, I'll just take you back to where we went. That's but fine. He's, he's watching everything, isn't he? Yeah, assuming he can hear. Oh, yeah, he's got his window down. Oh, that's right. The Brooklyn Bridge is quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Very quiet. Very quiet. Insulated. <laughs> Sound proof. It's one of those uh, natural phenomena. You know, you can, it's like that it's bit like where you can, in the other storm. It's, it's like that uh, that museum. If you stand on one side, you can whisper to the other side through the middle. That's um, cool. And it turns out they do that. That there's always that shot. You know, it's the end of the movie where they go from like to like a, to like a, a helicopter shot yeah. from far away, and uh, then you have like some voiceover that's clearly been done in post. Because their lips aren't moving, but you hear Andy go, Oh, you brought our love fern. <laughs> he goes, oh, I couldn't just let it die. And he goes, Anyway, you go, I'll follow <laughs> you down. And that's our movie. Uh, a complete train wreck at the end. But uh, <laughs> that's where we are there. We're in the end game now. Ominous stormy weather. We're in the end game now. Uh, Liam, we need a random word, buddy. Diamonds. Diamonds. You can do a lot with that. Yeah. They are a girl's best friend. George, do you have any diamonds? Um, I only have lab-grown diamonds. I would never buy uh, real diamonds. Well, they are real diamonds, but they're not uh, mined diamonds. They're not ones found in the wild? No. Okay. Uh, What's the difference? Here we see the diamond in its natural habitat. One is significantly more ethical than the other, basically. Like, the the diamond industry is not not a great industry. (laughs) Is this about the film Blood Diamonds? Uh, Blood Diamonds got part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do you get the diamonds? Whose land is it? How are you treating those people? What means did you go through to get those? Then you've got conflict diamonds, yeah. which usually they take. I think it's, I'm not that, that versed on it, but I think it's they take advantage of uh, countries and undergo in some sort of, well, by very nature, conflict. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they'll basically like help them with one side of the conflict if they can have, if Diamond they can mine, mine if they can, yeah, those sorts of things. And also what they say at the beginning of this film is true. The value of a diamond is significantly inflated by what it actually is. Oh, like okay. so if you were to buy a diamond like as soon as you if buy a diamond just, ring if you leave that shop with that diamond ring the value of it like halves because it's then wow. second hand yeah it's not so like imagine like what's, what's the material we make our coins out of is it nickel i don't know what we yeah make okay so nickel has a base price to it so no one's gonna for a moment say a two pound coin is worth two points in nickel yep it's probably like 12p worth of nickel in it right but if we all decided we're not going to use that money for money anymore at some point it's value would be based on the material it's made out of that's the reason Nickel. they stopped making copper coins. That's the reason they stopped making copper more, pennies because yeah, yeah. the penny, more. it became worth more in copper than the penny is worth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in this case, yeah, George is saying like, the diamond itself actually has, that's not that a huge amount of value. So now it's just the market. Can't massively tell the difference. The clear ones are lab-grown diamonds. 
Oh, okay. And if I was to look after my ring bag, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Oh, okay. So let's talk about the money, money, money. Um, $50 million budget. What does this take home? Let's start with Ethan. Uh, 275. Let's go, Liam. Uh, 180. And Georgia. 150. Yeah, you're pretty much bang on, buddy. 177.5. Oh, good on Nice. Uh, the awards, yeah, no. <laughs> you mean no you're kidding. Oh. You're sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, who would you cast as who? Who would you cast as who? Liam, I put you as, as Matthew McConaughey. All right, yeah. all right. You've got, right, you've got right. a way more McConaughey look than I do. <laughs> you do. We may have to say something about the hair. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you've got the Travis Bickle going you, on. You'd look pretty cool with that black leather jacket on. That's a cool jacket you had. I That's do like his jacket. jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey in this film reminds me of an American uh, Tom Hiddleston. Is that right? Yeah. Do you know the funniest thing though, right? I was watching it and he's a lot younger in this. He's aged really well. McConaughey? He aged better than what he was when he was younger. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He's got that more gravitas about him. Ethan, I'd probably cast you in the Thomas Lennon role. Yeah. Although I, was, I, could, I, although I could put I'm you in the other one. The friends. Yeah. yeah. I'm probably... I don't want to be the old guy, <laughs> the boss, <laughs> the guy who doesn't know how to run a business. And it's like, yeah, let's just do a diamond old guy, Mister Glower. He'd be the cab driver. Fudge, you could be the dog. Who's le- who's left? It's gonna be someone of some merit left. The other guy with Ethan. Well, we didn't really talk about the family. His dad was. Oh yeah, character. his dad, his mom. His, his mom dad reminded me of Reverend Bruce. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he did. Just this lovable guy. Really, him. just a real joy. A lovable yeah, yeah, guy yeah. with a bit of a sailor's mouth. <laughs> yeah, Bruce. Uh, uh, uncle, what's the name of the one uncle who just sleeps and farts? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The only honest man at the table. Doesn't give a J. And it's because he's asleep. Uncle Donald? Uncle, I forget, yeah. It was in R or uh, Jim? Rick? I don't know. <laughs> don't know, someone looking up. It was two um, syllables, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, in Georgia, I don't know. You're gonna, I see you as Catherine Hahn. Yeah, I oh, know I'm absolutely Catherine Hahn. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me my Krispy Kreme. <laughs> I want a donut. How do, you get, how do you get George out of bed? We've got you a coffee. We've got you a donut. And a new jump, and a new cardigan. There's yeah. a new cardigan for free we got you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, does this film have a villain problem? Yeah, the two Judys are like nowhere for most of the film. No. Uh, no. I, mean, I don't know what you do. You don't want to be omnipresent, but it's just a weird one. What should this film have been called? I think you're really going to struggle to do better. Tit for tat. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Um, she's more horrible than he is <laughs> she's all that and more me it's the perfect <laughs> title mean, yeah. she's all that he is too <laughs> uh, I was gonna say she's just not that into you but eh. that's, well, that's been, it'll be done won't it what about yeah. I bet she's I was gonna mean. say bet on it <laughs> <laughs> bet on it bet on it um I don't know why I'd meet Catherine Hahn in this part of the script. We don't need that. Oh, I thought you were going to surprise us with she's of let's, all the, let's, of all the things f- she's come here to be interviewed do for. You, do you want to hear a fun fact about Catherine Hahn? I waited till here to go. Yeah, go Catherine Hahn played Andy's friend Michelle, but the actress initially worried she wouldn't get the part because her cell phone went off in the middle of her audition. Quote, it was the worst thing that could have possibly happened. I answered it and improvised as part of the scene, but then had to pretend like it wasn't continuously vibrating as my friend Patrick kept calling. <laughs> that's clever though make that's a part of the scene clever, it yeah. is yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, i don't know if i have it in me i guess once you've done like a billion auditions you just get used to this sort of stuff yeah yeah you just yeah. ad-libbed in um whose story is it mm. it's, yeah it's very both of them both. Yeah. Yeah, it's very equal isn't it new york 
cab drivers. <laughs> Concrete jungle where dreams are made of. The love fern. <laughs> the love fern. The dog. Oh, I'm going to go with... It's more... Begins more her than him. Arnold. And then... Arnold's very guy, yeah. Equal, isn't it? I'll go with her. Because it starts off more with her. Even though the film ends with us on the motorbike with him trying to chase her down, it's really hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a point where it moves from her to him, and there's like a smooth. That's a good point. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think when we do we see swim, it more from his yeah. perspective as, as after time. after the meet, maybe or after the first date. Yeah, I think there's a shift. When we enjoy the relationship and we see the cuteness after bullshit, then it becomes right. sort of his. Story. We spend way more time with him talking to his friends about her than the other way around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's do. Hmm. Uh, what is the story? Act like an asshole. You attract an asshole. <laughs> I mean, it's just typical rom com fault, fair, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Ridiculous setup. What's gonna? They really fall in love. Then what happens once they find out? Yeah, because they're yeah. both in denial. Yeah. Uh, how used to love us? How much value in diamonds do you think were lent? Jewels, sorry, jewels were lent to the film. I say okay. I doubt they were mostly diamonds. So that was fifty million. You said yeah. Uh, the advertising budget was fifty to sixty. Million. <laughs> I thought you meant the whole thing was fifty no. million. Um, uh, I'm going to say the. the one round her neck was real, but the rest was... Um, it's got to be that cubic zirconica, mate. <laughs> I'm reckoning about uh, 15 million. Was that 15150 or 1515? 15 for the necklace on its own, and okay. then others around it, which is not real. There's an estimated $14.2 million worth of jewels Ooh, lent to the film. The diamond oh, reef oh, necklace oh, oh, by oh. itself, the Isadora, was $5.28 million, And the diamond stud earrings were an eighth of a million dollars. Wow. $125,000. I didn't do too bad. Musical inspiration. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Diamonds are forever. 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 Bet on it. <laughs> Yellow by Coldplay. <laughs> for the salt, for the dress, yeah, and the necklace, yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change the song on the on the motorbike for for all the money in the world. It was great. Um, hmm. the only thing that looks good on you is me. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I'd do the basketball song from High School Musical for when they're at the game. <laughs> get, get your head, head in the game. game. <laughs> get your head. Get your head in the game. <laughs> My school just did High School Musical. <laughs> It was a show. <laughs> <laughs> it was a show. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, Rome of women, Georgia. Uh, it's not bad. <laughs> she's a, she's awful, but that's that's fun to see sometimes. It's not her. My issue's not her. She's the exception. Everybody else. So you have the mean-spirited girls, Judy and Judy. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I, I guess... I'm coming out as it's fun to see that in a film. We don't usually get that. They're like, they're like shrews. Oh. I think you get that a lot in rom-coms. And, and, and then you get Michelle, who's just like... <laughs> it's very she's, typical she's, rom-com fan. Yeah. yeah, no, you're cat, right. Cat it lady. Is, but I still, I like, still that's enjoy That's why it. she's great, because she's the exception. Yeah, no, so the question is, how much stock do you put in the exception and how much stock do you put in the rest of them? I guess, and also there's, she's, she's a very... Plays almost to a masculine stereotype rather than a feminine stereotype in this film. So, yeah, it's how much do you, uh, how much stock do you then put in that? Like, Composure Magazine's a horrible place to be. I like oh, the God. diamond lady, though. What is it, Mrs. Delauer? She was funny. 
She's great. Mrs. Delauer is just like, I'm just going to hang out with Matthew McConaughey for a while. She doesn't even have any lines scripted. She's like, I'm just no. going to walk over there and make. And well, just stroke his arm. Just call me Mrs. Delauer. We'll make a part of, I don't know, there's a bet. Just make it work. I'm going to talk to her. I liked her choice of headwear, whatever you it was. Oh, I loved it, yeah. It's kind of like the same color you got there, just a bit more vibrant. Um, so I've just got hair. Is this any... Oh, sorry. Um, I'm jumping way ahead. Uh, favorite character? Catherine Hard. <laughs> okay. Matthew McConaughey. No, it's not. It's Andy. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I loved... I, I wanted to like Andy, <coughs> but she was rude and horrible and you know there's ways of losing somebody without being that grotesquely horrible because even though he was trying to do it for a bit he was still genuinely nice to her you know no matter what she threw at him he still like the game meant something to him yeah he still went out and got her a drink and then went back again because she said you want to die i think that scene i just want to pass the ice Yeah, yeah yeah you know and even the dog peeing on the boys night Taking his key or getting a key made, talking to his mum, he took that yeah. in his stride. You talked about the dog peeing, and <laughs> Pip got up and sort of did a circle. I'm like, don't you think about it on my chair? He has not weed inside since we first had him. Yeah, yeah he's been. He's always been really good. Yeah, yeah. Ethan, favorite character? I'm uh, kind of hate as well. I I will not lie. I he he is just a very beautiful man, and I yes. definitely felt I fell for his spell. I was like, look at your family. You're such a nice little guy. I'm not going favorite character. I'm going to go favorite acting performance. Mm. And mine's going to go to the daughter of Goldie Hawn, Kate Hudson. She's so good. She's gr- like he's the straight man. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. she gets to do all the. F- in in her psycho character, yeah, yeah. she gets to do all this crazy acting, and she's hysterical. If you can get past the part that she's a psycho, yeah. <laughs> so if I could objectively look and go, that would be fun to play that character. Mm-hmm. Yes, the only time I was well, a couple of times I, I began to like her was one when she says, "Your mum hugged me, proper mm-hmm. hugged me." Yeah, yeah, like she really hugged like, me. Yeah, like yeah. that bit, I was like. Oh, and the bit with the the dress. It's weird because once he finds out it's all bad, as he processes everything else, it means that cool, sexy girl that he keeps talking about, who he met, the intelligent, fun one, that's the real her. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. because he had to experience that. I think, again, this movie needed to unpack. He needed a scene where he's talking to a real, th- he should have gone to a real therapist and then been like, man. He's like, what? He's like, you're way more professional, but I don't know if I'm getting as much out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Because if she didn't go to meet the parents, yeah. they wouldn't have had that. Oh, none of this would have happened. No, they no, wouldn't no. have had all that nice bit with you. No. Um, favorite moment, favorite element? I think we're sort of talking about it already, but yeah. My favorite moment was around the table uh, when they're playing bullshit. With and, Reverend Bruce. And the, yeah, and the family gets behind her. <laughs> yeah. And they really like her. First girl they ever brought home. They don't see all the shit that goes before it. No. They don't, they don't see the bullshit. <laughs> they see through the bullshit. Yeah. Georgia? Yeah, no, that whole Staten Island scene is really, really lovely. But I do also like the times when she, like, like leaves the situation after winding him up and you just see her, like, either, like, collapse from it. To begin with, it's like she's laughing because it's funny. And then as it goes on, she's, like, collapsing from exhaustion and being like, what does this take? Yeah. I enjoy those as well because it kind of brings you back into the which one's real Andy and which one's psycho Andy because she does do a very, very good job at it. Isn't. Is the scene after bullshit when they're in the bathroom and, like, you can see with both of them that they're like, ah, shit, I've gone too far. 
I really liked that because that felt really human for what was a, a character that I was laughing like a lot at for being a cartoon villain. Well, I mean, take him out of the. Look at me looking at set design for crying out loud. Mm. Take him out of New York and all the opulence thereof, and even Ben's place, which is very much like like a player's home. Yeah. It's all really neat and stylish, and he's yeah, got his yeah. he's got his like third date lamb thing down. And you take him into a real honest family, bullshit and all, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, that 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 homeliness, that familiness, almost infects them. So there's that. I, I'm going for the whole Staten Island sequence from right. when they show up. My favorite favorites, the bit on the bike Even still on the bike, yeah, and the yeah. snow cones, but it's all yeah. part of a great sequence where she's just in this plain white uh, tank top. Yeah. And it's like you've stripped all the pretense away from both of them and they're just honest for a weekend. Yeah. Her hair gets more and more natural throughout the film. Well. Yeah. It it's, does. Not, it's not frizzy and straight. No. It starts to get curly. Yeah. And natural. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know why I put favorite outfits. That must be from Spice World. Sorry, Step. Um, My favorite outfit was the yellow dress. Oh, the yellow dress. There we are. <laughs> and, and, his, and his leather jacket. Uh, yeah, yeah. A grumble. <laughs> wow. <laughs> On this episode. Um, <laughs> I'll go grumble, 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 grumble. It needed, it needed a few more. It's weird. They both had two friends they could have talked to, so why can't we use that a little bit? Yeah. yeah. Like, he could have talked to both his friends afterwards, or she could have gone, and going, well, you were playing him up. What's the big deal? You know, I don't know how he genuinely feels. And one of them could go, you think he went through all that just for a bet? Just for a bet? You think he went through all that? Yeah. You know, my man won't even do this. Yeah, yeah. And you think this? And, like, you could have used that to make things a bit more clear, because I think it is left a bit nebulous in mm-hmm. a bunch of places. So that's me. Uh, you had four supporting characters who were there. Exposition dumps. That's all they're there for. Yeah. Use them. Mm. So that's me. Anybody else? No, I agree with you. It needed a few more unpacking moments, because I think the reading I got from it is probably the one they wanted, because I'm not as angry at her, but I don't. I can completely see why you well, don't get there. Who's the yeah. audience for a rom-com? It's me. It's girls and the boyfriends yeah. who they bring with them. So, no, you're, you're right. You yeah. probably are the intended reading. Yeah. They don't want a bunch of guys like me and Liam going, he got robbed. <laughs> so. I was sitting there going, this would only happen to a straight couple. Because I've, ne- like, this is so. No, it is, though. No, no, is- I'm not challenging you at all. <laughs> uh, no, my, my, I always say my problem is, like, that third act drama is it's so chaotic and I don't think it really works. I find that like the, the karaoke stuff is really entertaining, but it's just a sudden explosion that then just kind of disappears. Yeah. It's like the film itself goes away on this little like stout now, but they come back yeah. and they go, shit, oh, are, are we going back to the setup? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause actually we got them in a really nice place. <laughs> so uh, think- Liam, did you have one? Yeah, I I don't think because um, at not any point other than the bet, he's not really rude to her or misleading in any way because he starts to fall for her, and you see that, and you see he's being like genuinely nice to her, and at the end of the day, if he's only trying to get her there, you know, to say that you know I can make anybody fall in love with me, he was yeah. falling in love with her st- straight off the bat more than what she was. And it wasn't until she got to the family that she started to realise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet I can't forgive her for calling his friends simple-minded. I can't forgive her for saying in the restaurant, you know, it's just because I'm fat in front of all those other people when he never said anything of the kind. 
um, and just leaves her there. And I don't like the fact also that she causes a fight in the cinema. <laughs> yeah. Over what she was doing. She knew she was pushing buttons. Okay, she realized she'd gone too far, but didn't really... Although Big Boy should have been arrested. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's not exactly the most healthy way she to kind, handle your emotions, is it? <laughs> no, she kind of overstepped the mark way too many times. Yep. Where he never really So did. she goes too far, but you can't forgive her at the end. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, is this anybody's best role ever? Oh. The guy from uh, Friends. The flat. Which one? <laughs> the flatmate. Oh, Eddie. Eddie. Okay, Eddie. fair enough. Um, I've never seen him in anything else other than... If you had to guess, how many episodes of Friends do you think he's in? Because I looked this up. Three? Yeah, three. Really? That's it. Wow. Yeah, the big impact he has. He had a huge impact, didn't he? See you, pals. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because he was so abstract. Yeah, he was just so out of there. Um, I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, he made his best role ever. I'm going to go... Oh. You can't say McConaughey. No, not Kate McConaughey. Hudson, but I haven't seen her. I'm enough. thinking Kate Hudson. Really? I like to bear in all my things. It's the two very different roles, isn't it? They are very. And that was her <sighs> first role. Was it? Uh, almost famous. Oh, she's see, almost famous is weird. It's weird. I mean, it was weird when we talked about it. Even two years later, it's gotten mm. weirder because she's 17 and he's like, yeah. whatever he is. And we see things through a 15 year old's eyes who's in love with her. She, it's such a complicated role. But in this one, she's proper like lead actress. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. This could catapult her, I think, into the main main. What? How lose a guy? Yeah. Oh, she's still spending this money. Yeah. And yeah, she's yeah, in yeah. things like Bride Wars and all these rom coms afterwards. She's the new on the Meg back Ryan. of this. She is the new Meg Ryan. Actually, it's a great comparison to make yeah, yeah, yeah. based off this movie. Yeah. So much of it, they even go check out the old Meg Ryan on cinema. <laughs> they do, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go over in this. Really? I am. I am because, I mean, it depends what you want out of her. I mean, she's never, I mean, she's been great. I mean, she was great in Glass Onion. She was. Yeah, I've got time for Kate Hudson in most things. Not Bride Wars and not when they would try and do, a, not a sequel, but like a, they tried to do Tom Hanks and Meg again themselves in a film called Fool's Gold. Oh, yes. It's not good. No. All that glitters is not. There you go, George. There's some factory-made stuff for you. <laughs> Although I think fool's gold is naturally occurring. It's just not real gold. Yep. Um, anybody else any best roles ever? I think I'm out. Definitely not Catherine Hans. No. No. Well, she, she is very funny, but no. It's yeah, sure. Um, no one named her for best character, interestingly enough. You you pretended, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a, oh, it's a button I have to push. It's this one here. I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Ethan, I don't know how many you have, buddy, but I'm out for the first two anyway. Uh, I've got four because yep. some of those side characters, I... Yeah. So we've got Matthew McConaughey. I will abstain. Um, 28. 32. 22. Wow, oh, really? Sorry, you want to try it again, buddy? Don't tell me I've written this wrong. You've written this oh, wrong. No. Is it 32. Yeah, it's. I've got yeah. my notes thirty three. So oh, I, was close, <laughs> uh, see, I did. I did two thousand two. Um, I don't know why there's. A it should just be taking 20. twenty years off his current age. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. He's, he he was he was thirty two thirty three at the time. So that's so that's, that's, that's to me then. Woo. Kate Hudson. I, good thing I had this. <laughs> yeah. Kate Hudson. Uh, George went first last time. Liam. Uh, twenty two. Twenty four. 
23. Yeah, that's what I have. Ooh, that's a split. split. So what yeah. happened was, uh, first it was supposed to be Gwyneth Paltrow, like we said. Yeah. And then Hudson. Hudson was cast first. They almost balked on McConaughey, thinking the age gap was too big. I don't think it was too big at all, actually. No, Not, uh, no point no. did I sit there. Hudson said, I'm married to a 36-year-old in real life. Oh, okay. Like thirty three ain't ain't is not agent by yeah, any yeah, means. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yes, yeah, so that's an interesting fact. So now I can play because I don't know anything else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we have Catherine Hunt. I've just double checked all the the rest of these are correct. So I don't know what happened with that first one. Twenty eight. Yeah, she definitely looks a bit older, don't she? Twenty six. Twenty nine. Well done. So I'd say it's between it's slap between Ian and George's. So that's I'm how that's how math works. Yep, I was yeah. twenty eight. She was yeah. thirty. Yeah, I should have gone. Uh, and then finally, with Adam Goldberg. Adam Goldberg is the one with the mustache. He was yeah. one of his buddies. Not the not the flatmate. Not 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 Thaler, the posh one. He wasn't a flatmate. No, not I'm saying the other guy who was opposite, who I thought was in American Pie. No, no, this is this is Eddie. Oh, this is Eddie. This is Eddie. Oh, okay. Ooh, steady Eddie. Twenty six. Thirty. Twenty eight. That's going to Ian. He's thirty two. Wow. So I got one and a half. How did that, hang on? Did I? How did I do? Did you Did you win that? I. No, we had a. We had it's a. a yeah. Yeah, it's a draw between Ian and Georgia, both with oh. one and a half. Wow! Considering I'm played two of the rounds, I feel pretty good. Mm. <laughs> I want one and a half for two. Well done, <laughs> thank you. Um, and I even corrected a mistake. So there we go. Uh, for the record, David from Scriptical, you don't get to write in about Ethan's mistake. I've corrected it on my. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. Um, the critics forty two percent on this one on Rotten Tomatoes, but a six point four on IMDb. So. Not gonna say, I'm not going to say it's a great movie in imagination for me, the metric, but it's it's not too shabby in the grand scheme of things. Uh, the good, the bad, and the Ebes, George. The good, the bad, and the Ebes. Uh, okay, first up, we have got Eleanor Ringel Carter from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Quite the mouthy uh, the name there. Who says, how to lose a guy smoothly sati- satirizes the superficiality of man-hungry women and the soullessness of sex-hungry men. Quite liked that. Okay. Uh, then we have Bruce Westbrook from the Houston Chronicle, um, who says, after a frothy start, how to lose an, abrap- an apt abbreviation becomes a one-joke comedy of slapstick suffering. And then we have our good friend Roger Ebert. Ebs. Now, I don't really know what he's going to do with this. Who says, now, of course, they will fall in love. That goes without saying. They'll fall in love even though she deliberately creates scenes no man could abide, such as nicknaming his penis Princess Sophia. She allows her disgusting miniature dog to pee on his pool table. She even puts a plate of sandwiches down on top of the of the pot in the poker game. That is a huge poker no-no. Yeah. <laughs> something Nancy would be too sophisticated to do to Sluggo. Like he's referencing something else yep. there, I'm sure he's referencing. Uh, he puts up with this mistreatment because he has his own bet to win, and also because, doggone it, he's fallen in love with this... V- <laughs> <laughs> this vaporous... Vaporous? Vaporous? Sure. Vaporous, I think. Fluffball of narcissistic, narcissistic cluelessness that only leaves one big scene for us to anticipate or dread, the inevitable moment when they both find out the other made a bet. At a moment like that, a reasonably intelligent couple would take a beat, start laughing, and head for the nearest hot sheets haven. But no, these characters descend from the moribund fictional ideas of earlier decades and must re- react in horror, run away in grief, prepare to leave town, etc., whilst we in the audience make our own bets about their IQs. 
She's uh, not wrong. Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson star. I neglected to mention that, maybe because I was trying to place them in this review's version of the witness protection program if i were taken off the movie beat and assigned to cover the interior design of bowling alleys i would have some idea how they must have felt as they made this film wow i've never really heard him go for a film like this before no. but he still gave it one and a half i put it in two stars so there we go <laughs> that's not the lowest review he's, he's given on this podcast i think he's just kind of talking about the uh about the easy to the factory sort of askness of yeah. rom-coms as I really struggled myself to put some words together. I see. He didn't make that easy for me. <laughs> um, so I did the usual put out a fleece. Is it a great film, good film, okay film, or poor film? We had a very even split last week. We have a very even split this week. Mm. 33% call this an okay film. 30% call it a good film. 24% call it a poor film. And then 13% call it a great film. No one's really calling it great. No. What about our friends of the podcast? Georgia, what do we got there? Uh, so we've only got two this week, but it's... Two more than last week. So we have got Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith? Who says, I'm not a fan of the term chick flick or indeed a fan of the genre. Unfortunately, there are lots of films that fall into that category and Kate Hudson has been in her fair share of them. I didn't think this one was your standard chick flick. Okay, it's definitely not going to win any Oscars, but I felt that it was slightly cleverer. I'd seen it a few times before today, or more accurately, I've been in the room when it had been on. He this- was in the room when it happened. <laughs> This time, I definitely watched it from start to finish, and just it just kind of washed over me. I have to say, I would have had enough of Andy after about two days. Yep. Is it a cliche that everyone in New York loves the Knicks? It's a plot point about seven times. And while I'm at it, Andy Anderson and Benjamin Barry, really? <laughs> so the names thing is Stanley coming that. in on it, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so I did like the part where you chase her home to meet the family. That felt genuine. I did also enjoy the yellow dress and recognised it from the poster. I've surprised myself be- because before today, I thought I quite liked this film. Turns out I don't. Uh, in fact, it's a totally a chick flick. Um, and then I like we, the way that he wrote down. Turns out I don't. Don't. I, do. I, know, you're, I know you're Scottish. <laughs> uh, and then we have one from Resident Troll Hermes, and that is important to note during this. He did post an image of a troll in the chat. Yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, never seen it. As Ian knows, I haven't seen, aim to keep it that way, many rom-coms, so I'll just use my Resident Troll card to hopefully sway the vote neither one way or the other. Look forward to hearing you guys discuss it, though. I think if he hasn't seen it, we can't actually justify whatever he's given it. No. He has remarkably done what he said he was doing. Dude, it does not change the vote. Wow, so he did the same thing that the other one did. Yeah. Well, that's, that's remarkable. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Cool. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about the fledgling fandom. There's not a whole lot of activity here, but we had uh, uh, Ed from the Film Effects says, Ha! Must have seen a joke before, <laughs> as he was starting to type it. Uh, previous episode, uh, which I thought meant the previous episode. It just means a... I had to scroll back like two years. Wow. Uh, previous episode. Worth a listen just to hear Sean giving me hell for making him watch it for an entire episode. Uh, I've got... David from Scriptical saying, I like it, but Lisa doesn't. It is down for the most part a straight up and down rom-com, but Kate Hudson has some great moments, a better Catherine Hahn performance this time. At Scriptical, we are also doing a month of romantic movies, and the second one I chose is Terrible Winky Face. <laughs> so, little plug there. Go ahead and check out what Scriptical's got going on. Pluggy plug plug. <laughs> he does say he can be randomly heard to say frost yourself for no particular reason on occasion. I would say it to Cupcakes. Yeah. says I saw it was in theaters with an ex-girlfriend I barely remember it but I do remember some of the jokes landing especially if a scene about girlfriends naming their partners um parts that's what I remember but I then I think it then fell into the usual formulaic BS shruggy 
emoji and then finally chris peterson says how to lose a 10 guy in 10 days more like how to lose my attention in 10 minutes (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) well played um if you liked this film or episode you'd like i mean we got some gold not goldie hanjis we got some kate hudson in glass onion and And almost famous almost famous uh rom-coms a pretty woman yeah we've done Bridget jones yeah i love that film We've done. I thought it was one more, and now I've lost it. Uh, Four weddings, weddings in a funeral. Four weddings, yeah. Yeah, Bridget Jones. Is that notebook? Notebook, yeah. Four weddings. Notebook's not really a comedy. No, it's no, it's not. not. No, it's, it's actually pretty sad. <laughs> I tell you what, other than Rom sad, other than four weddings, this is my favourite one we've done. Morvin, pretty woman, Morvin. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, now it's time for our ratings. Our ratings. Um, George, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. And having just said what I said, I don't remember what I rated the other ones. I know I really didn't like Bridget Jones, but I can't remember what I gave it. Um, I also definitely don't know what I gave Pretty Woman. So, um, no, I do enjoy this. It's fun. I am definitely more the target market than anyone else, but that's okay. We do a lot of boy films too, so I'm all right being the uh, anomaly this time. Um, I think it's silly. I think it's fun. And for a very, very um, written like paint by numbers type rom-com it actually does it really quite well uh, it just is missing a few bits of explanation um here and there and a little bit more so you kind of understand why they feel how they feel at the end there um but yeah no i enjoy it it makes me smile makes me laugh i am going to and the performances are both very very good like, i think this would be a lot worse if she doesn't do as good of a job as she does and he doesn't do such a good job playing the straight man as well. i agree um mm-hmm. so i am going to give this Seven. Seven dogs weighing on tables out of ten. All right. Cool. Liam? Um, I don't like the way she treats him in this film, um, and he's very much a gentleman in this film, and I do like Matthew McConaughey. He's got a magnetism about him. Um, I absolutely adore her, Kate Hudson, as an actress anyway. Um, just because I don't like her character in this most of the time doesn't mean I think it's a bad performance. It's a very good performance. Um, and those moments when they're on Staten Island. Oh, yeah, yeah. If there was more of that, this film would have been oh, to die for. Anyway, I was struggling with a with a, a number for this, but because of the lovely scenes at Staten Island, I'm going to give an extra half a point. So I'm going to go for How to Lose a Guy in Six and a Half Days Out of Ten. There we go. That's good. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was really clever. I don't know why yeah. I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> I I enjoyed this. I I I went into this going. I'm gonna hate this because I don't really vibe with rom coms that much, and I'm very particular, as we found out when I chose. What was it the Big Sick? Um, I had such a good time with this film, and I know she's awful, and I know they both kind of suck. Um, this so it's so fun. It's such a stupid fun film, and sometimes I really like that levity. So with all that, I'm I'm going seven missed winning basketball hoop things out of ten. <laughs> Can you tell I've never seen a basketball match in my life? A little bit. Wait till next week when Ethan's a massive basketball fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> somehow predicts who wins the NBA championship. <laughs> I, if I could, I wish I had that power. There we go. Um, it's a fun film, in it. It is. Um much like the lead characters i kind of lose myself in staten island and i think that does overpower a lot of uh 
what came before, and even what comes after it. Uh, but the acting performances throughout are great. The only mm-hmm. issues, the story is just a bit fast and loose. It's a bit uneven. It's a bit yeah. uneven. I do struggle. I do struggle. I, yeah, I think yeah. they do manage to win me over. But if you're going to tell me you can't forgive her, I totally get it. Mm. I do. Um, that being said. There were a lot of rom-coms that came out about this time, and this is definitely one of the better ones of the bunch. So uh, previous to what I said earlier, I mean, I'm going to give this game seven and a half out of ten. That's what he's got tickets to, game seven and a half (laughs) out of ten. Usually be a great film. My sort of barrier for that is the eight out of ten mark. It's not a great film. No. It's a good film. I I really like it. Yeah, I enjoy it. It's a great film for a Sunday. you got nothing to do. Just throw it on and... Have a little cuddle if you got someone to, to, to cuddle up with on and the couch. She, and she really does make my heart melt when she says about the hug from her mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From his mother. When she drops the artifice, you oh. get why you get why he's so into her. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to guess six out of ten from Dwayne Smith. Uh, no, it was a five, five? on okay. both counts, oh, which wow. meant the troll Hermes, who just went slap bang in the middle trying not to affect anything, didn't affect anything. <laughs> All right, that's. Uh, I think it comes out to six point six. Then I think it brings us down pretty considerably. Six point six times fourteen, twenty one, twenty eight, thirty three times five is thirty three. Yeah, six point six. So it hasn't been a bumper crop year. It does put it actually higher than most films we've done to this point uh, in the new year already. We're off to maybe not a critically acclaimed uh, start. Uh, just running really quickly through what we've had. Uh, we started with Good Morning Vietnam at 7.5. Glass Onion, 7.58. Up in the air, Reverend Bruce, 7.67. Spice World, 5.75. <laughs> I've lost the ratings for Joe versus the Volcano, but I think it's in the low sixes, yeah, high yeah, fives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we have this at 6.6. So maybe we're making a bit of a uh, a rebound. And let's see what that does as we sort of – we're not concluding the winner of love, but we're kind of, it's kind of dissipating ever so slightly, but we got to get through one more day itself, and that is Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Next week, Georgia will not be with us. No. She will be overseas on assignment. Yep. But we will be judged by the substitute teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Meg's Megan. joining us again. Yeah. And we even let Meg's bring a movie to the table, and the Patreon backers decided which one it is. So, I don't know how this works. Am I supposed to film myself, or what? Am I supposed to film Liam? How's this going to go? Was. A little bit anticlimactic. Oh, hang on. Let me let me film. All right, I got, I got, I'm filming Liam. You go ahead. Okay, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's a little bit anticlimactic currently because we've got a tie. What? Yeah. Wow. They've got two films on 36% of the vote. Ooh. Oh, hang on. Just, oh, what do we do? I have just put a, note, a push. Only 11 people have voted, so we're still waiting for, I think, four votes or three votes. But... <laughs> okay, so we'll just get Liam reacting to we don't know what it is. Check yeah. the Twitter. Check the Twitter. I, we'll I update it. Push it through. What is it between then? Uh, it is between Serendipity and there's something about Mary. But if all three people oh, that haven't God. voted yet went wow. for When Harry Met Sally, it could go to When Harry Met Sally. We should have recorded you. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Ethan, buddy, I hate to tell you, the big sick has had zero votes. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't surprise me. It's like the most no, niche film. I have no read for what the Patreon backing will do. No. I'm pretty good with like the, with like the, the, the Twitter group. Yeah, yeah. But the Patreon backers, like, I'm just like, I, I can't. I'm, I'm so stunned. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it could go to any three of those if because, everyone else votes. As was said, and I didn't, I didn't get a chance to write it. Let's take a look here. I've got this. 
from Carlo. Wow, the BFE's Valentine's Day picks are fire. Ethan's Big Sick is one of my favorite recent rom-coms. Meg's talking about Mary is one of my favorite comedies. But Ian's Where Harry Met Sally, that's my number one rom-com. And I was sitting there going, I thought it would be what most people would do. Yeah. And I'm stunned that that when it was a tie, I'm like, I'm at least one of the top two. <laughs> I am floored. Uh, but have you ever seen Serendipity? Well, I always wanted to. So if it goes oh, that way, I, I'm I fine have. with it. It's a lovely little movie. Wow. Okay, so just be a matter. I think we just go with, uh, despite what you just said, next vote in. Yeah. Next wow. vote in. Okay, so I will keep an eye on it then. Yeah, and then as soon as that does, because we were supposed to announce the winner at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So next vote in, we'll get the thing. So keep your eyes on the Twitter, folks. Because so it won't be when Harry met Sally then. No, no, it won't be when Harry met Sally. I've, I've, I've put myself to the resignation list on that one. <laughs> so it's either something about Mary. Or serendipity. Or serendipity. Yep. Wow. Ooh. That is insane. <laughs> that is insane. All right. So. Because normally I pick up scare movies that no one's seen. Jeez. All right, so I guess let's put a bow on this one and set it up. <laughs> Please join us next week when we do. We'll let you know. Check the Twitter. Yeah, check the Twitter. Yeah, we've never had this. Before. I'm, I'm like refreshing it like never. It's on the moment. We've never really had this. I think we'll have to. Uh, yeah, check the Twitter. There'll be lots of announcements about what next week's is. So just uh, we'll definitely have it up for Tuesday for sure. For sure. For sure. Check the episode notes. We'll say for in sure, the episode sure, notes sure. What, the, what the movie for next week is. I wasn't yeah. expecting that. I yeah, was right. expecting like a Harry met Sally or uh, Serendipity sweep. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was really quite smug here, saying you guys have all picked second yeah, place. You did I picked earlier. the winner. You did. I did. I saw the name. I said, said, I said it's going to be when Harry. Yeah. <laughs> and I was okay with that. Yeah. See, I went. I went in knowing knowing the big sick wouldn't wouldn't. Be I have in. seen the big sick. I think it's a lovely film. I do. Yeah. So such as. Uh, please join us next week when we do. I don't know yet. We'll find out. But we'll find out. For best film ever, uh, I've been Liam. Uh, I've been Ethan. And I've been Georgia. And sometimes you got to let things go and things get awfully hot in here, as the CD would let us know. But at other times, you need to cool down. So in that in mind, till next week, why don't you go frost yourself? <laughs> we'll catch you on the flippity-flap. The flippity-flip-flop. All right, all right, all right. <laughs>